forgot how to do this. <laughs> I think for me it's been it's only been two weeks since we recorded last, right? Yeah. Like we record. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. I guess it's because I I'm I'm coming off the I'm I'm off a twelve day work week, so yeah, I guess it feels longer than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get the let's get the uh, the business shit out of the way. So sorry we missed last week. Uh, shit came up, life happened, and unfortunately the three of us work for a living. So you know we don't. Uh, this isn't our sole job, unfortunately. So when sh- when shit pops up, we have to make a decision. And two of us weren't able to record, so we couldn't record. Chris was gonna jokingly do a solo episode, but I thought about doing that too, and I just I don't know, man. It'd feel really weird to just talk, and that's coming from me. So <laughs> and, you heard uh, it here, Adam, audience. He said yeah. no when I asked him. Yeah, uh, and Adam will not be here tonight. Uh, he is working on his master summon materia. So there you go. Uh, man, let's get into some news, maybe. Uh, I feel like the fact that we've been separated from the podcast audience for two weeks, we may have a lot to catch up on, or do we? Well, it kind of depends how far back we want to go. Um, uh, yeah, as far back as we want to. Remember, it's our podcast. Sure. Um, one thing that I did want to bring up especially with you being on the episode this time. Um, we talked about Machina before. You brought it up how Machina just went away and all that. Uh-huh. Um, that is back as Inside Gaming. Awesome. Um, the guys that left Machinima went elsewhere and then came together at Funhouse, which is under the Rooster Teeth brand now. Um, the Funhouse guys took it over. And they rebranded as Inside Gaming because that's the show they did at Machinima when they were there. Um, right. That's and good. Good. As far as I'm aware, they're completely taking over the YouTube, everything. So all those files, all those videos you're talking about were completely gone. I think, I haven't checked, but I think they're all back in some form somewhere or will be eventually once the dust settles. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's good news to hear, man. This is this is kind of like Easy Allies all over again. You know, and I, I love to hear this, man. I love to hear of a big, hey, it had to be big. I mean, it just so happens to be one that I know of, but a group of passionate gaming reviews or uh, gamer reviewer, gaming reviewers, just, just period. I, I like to hear this. It's glad, I'm glad they found another home or slash are making a new home. It's good. It's real good. Uh, I realized that I threw the whole fucking hat out about let's talk about news, but I don't know if I really have any. <laughs> uh, after listening to, to a total of probably eight different podcasts over the last two weeks, maybe I have. I've just forgotten them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a it's kind of old news at this point, but I mean, Apex Legends and then Tetris 99 both dropping when they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Apex Legends is still taking the uh, BR world by uh, storm. Yep. Have you played Apex Legends? I have not. Um, I've thought about it because that one is, you know, furry as well. Um, And it looks really good. And it's supposed to feel just like Titanfall, which I also haven't played, but is 
supposed to be super fun movement. Um, yeah. I might. Yeah, same here. I feel this is the, the Apex Legend, the Apex Legends uh, news and the the radiating heat from that title is washing completely over and past me, much like uh, Fortnite, much like uh, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Not because it's not my style of game, especially not given the company that it comes from. It's just, it seems like the main hype of that is the multiplayer, and that's great. I'm glad that the multiplayer aspect is is, is doing gangbusters, but not really what I'm looking for right now. Uh, I say that having not played it at all as well. Uh, I would rather have had a Titanfall 3, and mm-hmm. I'm sure the rumors are, I mean, there are rumors around all around this about how uh, Titans will probably come out like in the first or second patch i don't know i i've i'm not a germ i'm not a game journalist i'm not a jeff gersman i haven't went out and studied all this information and whatnot so the 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 17th string down the run news that i understand about apex legends is that is it a it's a multiplayer game it's a battle royale-esque multiplayer game made by the same company that made titanfall that's the best I got. And I hear it's really fucking good and really popular. Happy for it. I just haven't played it. Yeah. it's. So, have you watched any of it? No. Okay. I haven't watched any Anthem gameplay. haven't watched any Apex Legends gameplay. I've never watched Fortnite gameplay. I've never watched Apex uh, 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 Battle Player on those Battlegrounds gameplay. I don't know. I'm just completely oblivious to all that, regardless of the hype of it. It's not because of the hype. I'm not trying to be a contrarian. It's just it's not... It's not for me. Sure. I've heard uh, various podcasters talk about it, mainly just podcasters uh, talking about how it feels like Titanfall's gameplay minus like one or two aspects. But yeah, the yeah. Uh, the quality of life things that are in Apex Legends is one of the reasons it's so big all of a sudden. Not only because it's, it looks to be a solid game overall, but like for example, um, your character will actually say things that are triggered by your surroundings. Um, mm-hmm. Like if the circle is approaching, your character will actually say, "Man, I should get you know into the circle or move further towards the circle or something like that." So there are these dynamic things that are your character speaking as you, and your team can hear this. So it's like you're giving direction to your team automatically for various things. Um, the marking system is very good. Um, just a whole lot of quality of life things that um, people, I guess, I, I don't know if I've heard this outright said, but that they didn't even know they needed, you know, um, things that PUBG and Fortnite are missing. And it becomes so blatantly apparent once you see it in Apex Legends, how useful that stuff is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I hear good things about it. I haven't heard anything bad about it. So, man, keep keep trucking on. I just, unfortunately, I have nothing to offer in the Apex Legends conversation. Uh, well, let's see. What else is in the news that I can, I can fish out? <laughs> I, I always, I always hate this, man. This is, 
this is definitely where I'm failing our podcast is that I know full well I hear news things to talk about when I listen to other podcasts, but I never, I never remember one when it comes crunch time. Oh man, I uh, I just posted in Discord earlier. I nearly forgot about it. Uh, no Man's Sky. They're doing their next big expansion uh, called mm-hmm. No Man's Sky Beyond, and this is. I don't know if it's entirely, but at least mostly focused on the multiplayer aspect. Hmm. There, I don't. There weren't a lot of details on it, um, and it's this summer. Uh, okay. I I mean, with what they did with the last one with next, I'm super excited to see what they do do with this. Yeah. I. <laughs> Yet another game I can't talk about. Never played, never played No Man's Sky. So uh, it's good to hear that they're still at it. And from what I understand, again without having played the game myself, they the company is has done has taken great strides to try to correct all the errors and actually make this game a good game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just yeah, that's good. Good on them. And this is another free update. Just to throw that out there. <laughs> good. Good. That's a that's a good uh company kind of nudge. You know, hey, we realize we fucked up. Play the good stuff for free. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know enough about it to know if all their updates were always going to be that way, or this is like a somewhat monetary apology, but still good. Free free is good. Mm-hmm. We like free. Yeah, I, I'm up to 132 hours in the game. So, after next, I put a lot of time into it. All right. Give me a five-minute elevator pitch of why I should go play this game. Oh, God. I wasn't prepared for this that. Is, this is That's okay. I wasn't um, prepared for news, but I'm fucking getting prepared <laughs> now while you give me this pitch. <laughs> it's also been about six months, seven months since I played it. Um, oh. Gotcha. So, No Man's Sky... Space exploration, uh, planets to go to. Uh, each planet has, you know, a overall type. Um, there are planets, you know, that are more arid. There are planets that are mostly covered in water, etc. And there will be somewhat of a biome, uh, biomes across the planet. It's not a huge, uh, uh, a huge difference between the biomes. Like you're not going to go from snow to desert. I don't think I, I don't know. I mean, I, as much as I played, I may not have explored enough planets to really see that drastic of a difference on a single planet. It's usually the planet itself has that theme. That biome is the planet. Um, yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to think they added, uh, the inventory system is better than it was at first. Um, that was one of my biggest gripes about it. Um, I had mentioned before, I actually went and Googled how to increase inventory space, and there was nothing. Wow. Nothing. There were articles talking about how someone got to max inventory and things like that, but there was nothing telling me how to get inventory space. That was how, I guess, not popular the game was. People didn't even bother. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't even have to look it up. It was very intuitive. Um, you know, you go to NPC, you can buy the stuff. Uh the inventory was also increased, not only easier to manage. Uh, you have base building in the game now, which is rudimentary. 
um, could use some, uh, some, I don't know, uh, some bug fixing <laughs> and a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, expanding upon what they've done with it. Uh, the ships are cool. Uh, space combat isn't bad. It's pretty fun. Uh, you have huge freighters you can get now and park your ships in. And I think you can have up to like eight ships or six ships inside your freighter. And you can just hop out of one and hop into another as you please. Um, so you can have your, you know, ships for gathering, ships for combat, you know, have a variety of stuff. Uh, yeah. What would you say was the hook whether it's one or five, doesn't matter. What was the hook that made you go, "All right, I'm playing this game. I mean, it's it's interested, it's cool. I'm playing it. I'm 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 just playing it." What made you go, "Oh, this is good. This is this is where it's at." So when I first started playing the game, when they first released it, when it wasn't good, I played it just to see how bad it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a it was an experiment, um, and I put some time into it. I put, I want to say. 40 to 50 hours into it um, mm-hmm. while it was bad. And I put another 80 into it since it became good after next. Um, but next, everything after that update just seemed to flow so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a logical progression between you start out on this planet to getting resources, getting off the planet, going through space, the space stations, everything had a real good flow at that point. Um, you didn't feel like you were stuck grinding in this one place, uh, as a yeah. lot of you know survival, crafting, base building, etc. Do this was a okay step one, step two, step three. Not literal, but you know you had obvious goals uh, to progress right. to at least a certain point, and then it became well, what do you want to do? Um, it opened up pretty quick to, to get to that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man. It's just doesn't strike me. I don't know. Maybe I just need to try it. If it was for free, I'd try it, but yeah. well, you're not, not everything's for everybody. Yeah. You're not a huge survival guy either. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just I don't see anything about the the gameplay. The gameplay that I've watched has been I, I don't even know how to describe what I've seen, but it hasn't I haven't seen anything that just blows my mind. I've seen a lot of uh flying up in the air. That part's you know, flying from the from the ground of the planet to up in the air. Mm-hmm. Sure, whatever. You go from planet to planet, okay, whatever. You land, he gets out, and he Minecraft hacks like a, a mineral and get or a, a thing and gets a bunch of th- shit and then moves on to something else. I mean, I don't know. Nothing about this game, it, even when it was in its quote-unquote bad stage, stood out to me as, oh, I want to try this. They set exploration, but I, I, I never got the drive of why exploring. And I, I realize you don't always need a why, but I've for this game I kind of felt like it did I, I don't know not everything is for everybody man and this just has never been something that piqued my interest yeah there are you know quests in the game there is a story to it but I thought the quote unquote side quests um, there are like four three or four major quest lines in the game 
um, that span like, mm-hmm. you know, tens of hours each. Uh, mm-hmm. But the main one, because the whole point of the game when since its launch was, you know, get to the center of the universe type thing. Um, that mission, that quest line absolutely sucks. Um, it's all the other stuff that you find along the way in the other side quests, the major side quest lines that are much better and are one of the reasons I put a lot more time into it as well. Because um, they actually give you more lore on the universe, lore on the various races in it. Uh, they give you interesting decisions you have to make that impact you know your gameplay moving forward. So there's a lot of story elements that are there, but there's also some, like I said, the main purpose of getting to the universe. Yeah, don't bother with it, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a few news things I could talk about. I'm having I'm having like personal hardware issues on my end, man. My fucking mouse and keyboard are both acting kind of honky. So I'm clicking things that I'm not trying to click and then not <laughs> clicking what I want. It's just nothing for the audience to concern themselves with. But in any event, uh, let's see. Okay, so uh just poking fun at stuff that i haven't played before uh last about a week or so ago there was there were there was news that anthem is already on sale it's already it's already declining i don't know i haven't played it so i can't talk on it i can't talk on the gameplay at all but it's this seems to be like the I'm trying to think of another game in recent history or even my uh, ancient history to where this was the thing. This Anthem has become a game, not, I, I wouldn't say to the level of Fallout 76. I haven't heard that level of holy shit. But it's definitely becoming a game that's being shit on pretty regularly lately. Yeah. And with uh, Apex Legends being as good as it is, it's just like, you know, it's almost like a Fortnite uh Kind of, kinda like a Fortnite and player unknowns battleground situation where people have like moved on really quick. The difference is, at least when it was the top tier shit, uh, PUBG was fairly popular. I mean, it's it it blew up pretty big. <laughs> Anthem just seems to have come out as as what I can tell as kind of like a wet fart. That's that's about the best I can give it. Again, I haven't played it. So, just just following the news trend of of uh, shitting on Anthem, I guess. Yeah, Anthem currently on Twitch only has uh, twenty three hundred viewers at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, and that's what an age we live in, man. Where another large facet of your popularity is measured by oh, let's go to Twitch and see how many people are watching your you know streams of your game being played. That's I would have never thought shit like this when I was, you know, you know, two decades ago. Mm-hmm. So much about my life now that I never would have thought I would. Yeah, just so much stuff. So PlayStation Plus membership is on sale right now for around 45 bucks. I was going to follow this news article down and figure out where they're selling it. I don't know if PlayStation itself is selling it for uh 45 bucks however i actually just renewed <laughs> both too. my yeah my and my wife's playstation plus 
uh, year membership. And I got our keys through CD keys, which is definitely one of the first places I go to if I want to try to get a new subscription. And it's almost like a second or third ditch effort to get a game on sale. They've always had pretty good deals for me. I've had easy ease ease of use. No, we're not sponsored by CD keys, but I'll just put that out there that yeah, it's it was it was around 43 44 bucks for my year subscription times 2 as opposed to the 60 something it would normally be. So a little bit of money off, a little bit of money, a little bit of money back in my pocket. Before I move on to the next news article, uh hello everyone <laughs> and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael and I'm Chris. See, we just didn't do our normal little bullshit time, so my transition was <laughs> I just remembered I was like, "Oh yeah, we do need to we do need to do that thing." Mm-hmm. Uh speaking of which, there are of the PlayStation Plus, there are games out right now for free for the PlayStation Plus. There's Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered and uh the, the witness not the witness yeah uh i've played call of duty modern warfare of course i played the first one i've never played the witness and i'll tell you it's almost out of the negativity that i've heard from most people who have played it usually reviews and quick looks and whatnot seems like a it's the best way I can describe what I've seen. It seems like a puzzle game that got way up its own ass. It's <laughs> like like people are trying to figure out the puzzle and figure out the puzzle. And look, man, I've come from, I understand. I, I am the not intelligent man who's been stuck in Legend of Zelda games on multiple occasions. And I've had those times where I was stuck in a dungeon or a thing. I was just stuck, period. And when I either figured out the solution or tapped and said, fuck it, somebody explained this shit to me. When it was explained, I went, oh, man, I either I just missed that or, man, why didn't I think of that? Or, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. I can't believe I passed that over. And apparently a lot of the solutions in this game are, are yeah, how, how the fuck was somebody supposed to figure that out? It's almost like you have to think outside the game at some instances. Again, and this is all stuff that I've gleaned from what I've seen. So, and even if it's free, I just, I'm not down for that. I'm all about a puzzle game, maybe twice a year, but one that's just ridiculously difficult for the sake of being ridiculously difficult. Eh, mm-hmm. No, thank you. Now, a remastered Modern Warfare, though. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I, yeah. I picked that one up. It's very, very interesting to see how the how they remastered the first one. You know, what changes? I haven't seen any gameplay, haven't watched anything, haven't read anything. It'll be interesting to see what they did to remaster the first Modern Warfare. And I'll tell you this, if they did a good job, I mean, I okay, I respectfully liked Modern Warfare 1, but my first Modern Warfare was Modern Warfare 2. And man, I would love to see that one remastered. Oh, that's 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 my favorite Modern Warfare. Hands down, period. So yeah, those two games are free right now. And as of this recording, uh, midway through March of 2019, 
if you do your research, you can find a year PlayStation Plus membership for 45 bucks. And if you do your math, if you get even a even one game, that subscription is going to pay for itself probably two to three months in just from the free games alone. So I'm happy I purchased it. I think, honestly, I think that's about the only thing I use my PlayStation Plus account for. Oh, yeah. I'm sure just, you know, just like Amazon Prime, there's got to be all kind of other shit out there that it's used for. I've just, I've never delved into it. Uh, oh, man, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to save this for a week. Ah, fuck it. We're gonna, we'll play it loosey-goosey today. I could have swore, Chris, mm-hmm. last week maybe even the week before and i i don't do this i don't stalk what you and adam are playing on any console or any steam app but i happen to notice a week or so ago that i thought i saw you playing hollow knight for a bit am i mistaken no we talked about it on the last episode oh okay okay it's it's man it's been two weeks that's <laughs> it i'm done i you can't count on me for nothing well hollow knight is getting a sequel Yep. And it's not necessarily a sequel. It's not Hollow Knight 2. It's, uh, oh, I forget her name now. Wow. It's been a long day. Uh, do you Hornet? remember the characters? Hornet. Yes. Thank you. I knew before I went on recording today, I was going to be out of it because I'm, <laughs> I'm just dog ass tired. But yes, Hornet. So, okay, let's back this train up. If I have not done a good enough job in selling Hollow Knight to you wonderful audience, guys and gals, I mean, let, give me a quick moment to try to sell it to you again. Do you like side-scrolling action platformers a la Metroidvania-style games? If that combination fits well with you, if you have a moderate time a moderately fun time playing games like that if you played a game like that recently through steam and even if that was ho-hum you need to play hollow knight i promise you this game is rivaling castlevania symphony night to go on my top 15 of all time wall i have no exaggeration when i say that that's how good this game is for me and it's 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 a great game all the way around. The art style, the music, the tone, the gameplay, the platforming, the action, the badges to get new abilities, the all the boss battles. Like everything about this game is set up so well for me. And yeah, you should really try it out. It's definitely great. It's 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 amazing what this small team did with by making this huge game. So now this game is getting a sequel uh one of the main ish side characters in the game uh is hornet you encounter her a, a few times in the story i won't tell you how or why to spoil uh for, to not spoil anything but from what i understand she was going to be released as a as another dlc to the game which by the way the dlcs added to this game are phenomenal they are they are massive and when you combine them all together the totality of first of the first hollow knight is i tell you it can almost get overwhelming at some points i've put many many hours in the i think two to two or three full playthroughs and this game is massive 
but apparently Hollow uh, Hornet was going to be a another DLC, and it just got bigger and bigger. And they said, "Nah, we're gonna make this a whole a whole game." Now, it does bring up a lot of questions, <clears throat> which unfortunately I don't have the answers to right now. But it would be questions that even I would ask, as much as I do enjoy the first Hollow Knight. So. I don't remember how exactly how many were on this team. I want to say there was like two or three at the most uh, people directly involved with making Hollow Knight. You put that up against everything that Hollow Knight is. Everything that I mentioned earlier, the level design, the the art, the music, etc., etc., all that shit together. Hollow Knight is fucking huge. It is a large game. It is only made and composed or compiled by by that that very super small team. I don't know when production started on Hollow Knight. I don't know when you know the conception, the idea, all the way to it's on Steam for sale. I do not. So I also don't know how long this DLC slash fixing to be a whole new game. Uh, the Hornet. Uh, title is has I don't know when it started and when it's planning on actually being I don't know that time gap I would be concerned that this game does not reach that scale but I I don't know we'll have to we'll have to see I honestly do not know you if you told me you were working on a base game from the ground up and I had nothing to fall back on then that's me putting faith in you that they're going to be roughly the same size or at least the same amount of content. But when you tell me it's a DLC that just got bigger, I don't know. That's a DLC. But again, this company already put out a game, a huge game with a small team. So I'm hoping that it's the same ish size. You know, no, the team so is three people, we'll, by the way. Yeah. Three fucking people made Hollow Knight. You know, backers notwithstanding and all that, but wow, that's whew, that's incredible. It's it's truly incredible what this game has become. There are a couple videos, Chris, that I do have somewhere stashed. I need to watch through them. This is how interested I am in this game. But you can you can look back when Hollow Knight was originally conceived, the idea, the gameplay, what it looked like, what the game was, and then what it started evolving into, and then what it became. And it is it is phenomenal, the changes this game has went through. Phenomenal, the amount of detail that they decided to put into this game. So, I, I, I man, I'm a 100% Hollow Knight fan, no doubt about it. And I look forward to this Hornet game coming out whenever it is coming out it's good to know that this is coming out but like i've said with anything else i don't rush it even persona 6 like don't rush it take your time if it takes you time to make a game as good as hollow knight then i will thank you you rush it you make it smaller it doesn't feel right doesn't feel the same Ugh, not gonna like that and hollow knight silk song is the title. Mm. Ah, nice. Nice. Chris, you ready for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie or what? I have seen like two pictures from that and otherwise have not followed at all. Yep. I don't care. My wife and I went to a movie recently, which I'll talk about in my week. And 
we left the movie. We were going to use the restroom. On the way back, she just points, you know, right, right past me. She goes, so you ready to go see that? And I look to my right, and there's a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> poster. Like one of those, you know, those stands. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, why? Why did you do that? Oh, I was so mad that she did that. <laughs> I will say this as much as let, let's start from the top. Okay. We can, we can, we can have conversations, audience, you and I, about the design of this Son of the Hedgehog in this movie. We can have that discussion. There's a greater discussion about this that needs to happen first and foremost. We're still doing a video game movie, still doing it. And I did say before, hey, depending on what type of character it is, a la Mario or Sonic or, you know, something like that, you should do a CG movie. That being said, <laughs> when I look at this CG Sonic, I mm, I, don't, I just don't know what to think other than ugh, I just don't like it. So many character designs that they're going with, I don't care for and, and, and any of it. Before I even get that far down the crater of why I think this is fucking garbage, it's still a video game movie and I have no faith in it. Understand the... This is the complexity of this, okay? Marvel, the MCU right now, we're on the like the third step of of a shitty movie that they have credit with me. They could put out a shitty movie. I could watch this next uh Marvel movie which is it's fucking stupid to say because it's Endgame. That's not I'm it's not Endgame is not going to be bad. I'm sorry. It just cannot. There's no way it's going to fucking be bad, but I could watch the next MCU movie and it could be bad. And I'll be like, that's okay. It's it's okay. And I could watch another one and they could change directors and change the writing style and just what, and it would be shit. And I'll be like, you know what? That's okay. They could be a third one. And I go, all right, all right. You got, you guys have hit your limit. You're now taxing me. It's, it's done and over with. Same thing. Same idea for video game movies, but reverse. I need to see a solid blow my mind. Holy shit, Chris. We are recording a podcast tomorrow because this movie was so good. I can't believe they finally got it right. I need to see three of those before I give any video game movie credit. (laughs) That includes any video game movie that's like something I would look for. If they made a 2018 God of War movie, no. But but they've got it all there. It's basically what you... No. Doesn't matter. They're making a Persona 5. Oh, oh, but they're making an anime. Oh, they've already did that. But you get the point what I'm getting at. The video game movies have a long way to go before I start getting on the hype train of, oh, man, did you hear Assassin's Creed's being made? I mean, uh... Halo's being made into a movie, or Metroid's being made into a movie, or Castlevania's being made into a movie. I can't, regardless of the fact of how creepy and weird and I off-putting this Sonic looks to me, it's still a video game movie. I, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not. Not even in a ironic, let's go watch it and get drunk and laugh at it. No, I'm, I'm not interested. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Chris, uh, but Sekiro comes out in about a week. Yep. I 
totally let that game fall out of my mind. Chris, it got so bad that when I would shuffle through my Steam list, because I pre-purchased this game through Steam, I would, it, it is in my game list. It's in my icons. It's there. But I got so used to scrolling, scrolling, and just looking past it that I completely forgot when the fucking game was coming out. <laughs> so... Fast forward to about a week or so ago, and I keep seeing Sekiro, and it's all over my news feed. It's all over YouTube videos. I'm seeing, like, previews and whatnot. I'm like, did I... Okay, did I blow this game off so bad that it, that it came out and I don't know? <laughs> and it's like, no, it comes out the 22nd. So, luckily, that's right around the corner. <laughs> I have have you seen or have you watched any reviews or seen any pre-gameplay or, or trailers or anything on Sekiro yet? I watched about 3 minutes of a achievement hunter uh look at it and then turn it off because I was like I'm just going to buy it and play it so I'm just going, you know, yeah. media uh quiet on that. Good deal. And that's same thing here. I watched the the uh, reveal trailer, the same one that Easy Allies and Giant Bomb and all those watched and, and took a peek at. And that's where I'm gonna leave it. So I'm sh I'm sure they're probably on their fifth reveal by now, and yeah, they probably had a lot of reveals, bosses, level design, and all that. I don't know, and I don't want to know. That's this is I what I have read. I, I don't want to say this is controversy, but more like the buzz that's going around is that the, the big debate is how close to the Dark Souls formula is Sekiro following. And apparently some people have played it and said, no, it doesn't follow it exactly. Some other people are saying, well, no, it doesn't, but it follows it follows it enough with its own twist and makes it okay. Yada, yada, yada. I'm trying my best to, to not read any of that. But I will tell you this, that the fact that this game is in the spirit of a Dark Souls game, I cannot stress this enough. Guys and gals, if you are listening to this podcast right now, I realize we're only a week left. This ain't going to get to anybody in time. Unless you've just... Unless it's already been released and you just have been on the fence about buying it and you just haven't been spoiled by anything. The absolute best thing in the world of Dark Souls-like games is your very first run without knowing anything. Because it is a constant progression of you progressing. I hate to use the same word in the same sentence, but it is. That's It's you learning throughout the game it's you testing walls and testing boundaries and you know stepping your feet out in the water a little bit at a time trying pathways trying uh to fight different enemies with different weapons and different tactics and all this the the way that you teach yourself through this game combined with the way the the games are designed through level design and trial and error and all this that there is nothing nothing ever going to top your very first run through example bloodborne and that's what i'm waiting for for sekiro i look for i'm it gets to the point where you look forward to being stuck in these in these kinds of games you know 
when you look forward to man i'm gonna try there's three paths ahead of me i'm gonna try them one at a time well i tried all three now i'm stuck that it's okay you'll figure it out some way you will figure it out because what 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 waters it down Though it's still great because it's in a new game plus format, but what waters it down is when you beat the game fully and then you go back in new game plus, and yeah, the enemies are a little, a tiny bit easier, but you know what to do. You know where to get the key. You know where the door for that key is. You know who you have to beat, why you have to beat them, how fast you have to do this. And it's just, there's nothing like your first run. There's nothing at all like it. So I, I, I encourage you. If you are thinking about playing a Sekiro, and this goes for any Souls-like game in the future, period. I I would suggest staying away from trailers, gameplays, reviews, quick looks, all that stuff. Because everything you see is a potential spoiler. It, it really yeah. is. You can see somebody you can see somebody fighting a boss and they might be wailing away on that enemy, on that boss, and you may think that's cool. But imagine how you would have fought that boss if you hadn't watched that. You know, you might not be using the same weapon. He may have found out that, oh, the secret to killing this boss is he's only weak to ranged attacks. And you've been throwing yourself at him with this badass club you've leveled up over and over. You're like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Imagine that you get to have that aha moment when maybe you accidentally switch out a bow or you just get pissed off and back up and throw a bow at him any or an arrow at him anyway, and then it clicks. As opposed to, oh, you're watching somebody play the game for five minutes and then you have it ruined for you. So... Uh, I guess you have your copy pre-order too then, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I actually debated on what platform I was going to do, because I was going to do it on PlayStation, because that just seems natural with a Souls-like, or, you know, kind of following that chain of thought, whether it's like Souls mm -hmm. specifically or not. But, mm -hmm. now I was like, you know what? I've been trying to get more towards a, you know, PC library um, on Steam, because that's where most of my games are anyway, so... If it's cross-platform, I don't really have a reason not to. I can use controllers on my PC, so it's like I'll just go ahead and get on right. Steam. Right. Anything in particular you're looking forward to with this game? No. Um, I'm not the biggest Souls fan anyway, so I'm just getting mm -hmm. it to play, you know, a new game. It may or may yeah. not be like Souls, but it looks... I mean, the trailers and everything looked interesting, so... I'll give it a shot. Yep. The, the, one of the things that I took away from that reveal trailer was, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw like a grappling hook. I mean, that, that was kind of why his arm is designed the way it is. And I'm interested to see how much they play, how much that comes into play in gameplay, specifically combat. Do you want so, me to, we'll do you want me to say anything about what I, a little bit I watched of that or keep it? keep it okay keep that's it. fair yeah keep it um yeah <laughs> you know i I'm, I'm sure that a lot of this has been yeah I, i'd rather not yeah. just in case just in case so yeah there's some secure news it's just nice to know that i've got another game coming out while i'm in the middle of the game that i'm playing now so uh real ahead. quick speaking of 
trailers and spoilers. End game. I'll tell you the same thing I told my wife. No, I have not. Me neither. <laughs> the the only trailer that I have watched for Endgame was the very first Endgame trailer that came out. I want to say it was last year. And it's the one where it just shows Tony and he's talking. He's kind of monologuing. And it shows a couple little scenes here and there. And it's more of him monologuing. And he's kind of like basically traveling alone, it seems like, through space. And, and that's it. I th the fact that th that vague description I just gave you is about how fuzzy that trailer is in my mind. Thankfully, I can picture Tony in a ship. I can picture him having this somber look on his face. And honestly, that's about all I can remember. I like that. Now, apparently a new in-game trailer mm -hmm. was released a day or so ago. And no, I have not seen it. Yeah. Matter of fact, we were in the movie theater watching the movie we were watching, and my wife was like, have you seen the new trailer? I said, nope. <laughs> I do not want to watch anything. It's getting bad, Chris. It's mm -hmm. getting that point. Uh, we are a week, I'm sorry, a month, a little under a month and a half away, and I'm already having to blow through shit in my... <laughs> I, today was the first bad day for me, I guess because that trailer came out mm -hmm. recently. And I saw a picture in something... And I barely recognized Tony Stark. I did not recognize what the fuck they he was wearing. And I scrolled. And when my sh when my Facebook on my phone stopped, it had something else. And I saw Avengers in and I scrolled. <laughs> it's it's getting like that. I'm having to do that. Yeah. And yeah, not interested. I want to be as completely, utterly ignorant and blind as possible when I when I go see this. God, hopefully three out three hour movie, you know, next next month. Month after next. Yep. Not I long. Can, oh, nope, not long at all. And before this trailer, I think that was kind of the last little controversy I heard. It wasn't no, I'm sorry. It wasn't even controversy. It was more like a, a news article that asked a question and it was like, if Endgame was three hours long, would you watch it? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. what, what stupid fucking question is that? If it was six fucking hours long, I would watch it. I mean, come on. What? Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 ask me stupid fucking questions like that. Uh, you know what we can talk about with in game, Chris. I don't know how much you've researched on anything like this at all. I know I definitely haven't. It's all hearsay. And honestly, I've heard little to nothing about it. What do you think or what what either do you think or what do you want to happen once Endgame is done as far as the MCU is concerned? You know, I I don't entirely know. I hadn't even thought of that question until maybe... Three or four days ago, I saw someone ask it or someone briefly started to talk about something that I moved on from that I wasn't watching anymore. I don't remember the context, but I hadn't even thought about it before. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of a good point. <laughs> What's next? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't I never read comic books, you know, not many anyway. And I don't know anything about the uh, comic book side of the MCU. So I, I don't know. I have no idea. 
I will tell you what I want. This is very easy, very simple. And it would it's going to be very interesting if they do it, how they do it. I'm ready for the X-Men to come back on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. Uh, uh, okay, well, let me give a little spoiler for my week. My wife and I went and saw uh, Captain Marvel. Right. Okay. Woo. We did. One of the trailers for Captain Marvel, this shows you, I guess, I don't know if it's just because it was a Marvel thing. I don't know if any other Marvel movies have already done this and I've just been blind to it. But since the merger happened, I, I, I kind of assumed that's why it happened. But one of the trailers at the beginning of Captain Marvel was the new Phoenix movie, which, man, I feel so bad, Chris. I honestly really do because I love uh, I love the the Professor X that they have now. Uh I'm trying to remember his uh, name. James McAvoy? James McAvoy, yes. As soon as I saw that motherfucker as Professor X in that wheelchair on the screen, I was just, oh, man, he play, he's so good. He's such a great actor, and he plays that part so well. And yet I cannot bring myself to give a fuck about that movie. And then the trailer played on, and it almost seemed they almost were grabbing me the amount of drama that they were putting in that trailer almost made me want to go see that chris i'll tell you this now i did i thought about it i said maybe i'll go see it and immediately when i saw some character that i had seen in a previous movie it jolted back in my mind oh yeah remember apocalypse you remember (laughs) that now don't you now do you want to see this movie and i said no even if I am interested in seeing this movie, Chris, I will tell you now, I will I will red box this fucking movie before I put movie money into a theater ticket wow. to see it. I won't. I mean, I had big crossed fingers and said, all right, X-Men, I'm going to give you a shot. I want you to make this better. And it's actually beyond you better make it better because, honestly, I kind of liked X-Men First Class. I kind of liked X-Men Days of Future Past. Both of those were okay. But when they said Apocalypse was going to be the main antagonist of this next movie, I had big cross fingers. I said, please don't, don't mess this up. And yes... I am that asshole that the first time I saw a a movie poster or picture or reveal or whatever of the costume design and the the design choice of Apocalypse, I had already given up. I had already given up. Comic Pop had done a good job of explaining that 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 movie's Apocalypse design was actually one of many looks that Apocalypse has had. And I said, I don't care. I... I realize that I'm uh, I'm I'm approaching 40 years old and I'm beginning to get that old asshole guy that just wants shit the way it used to be. But when I think of Apocalypse, I do have a few comic book uh pick mental images of Apocalypse, but of a fucking course the main vision I have is him from the comics. I mean from the cartoon. And doesn't look anything like it. Plus his powers didn't make a whole lot of sense. It's just, I, I I just I was angry almost the entire time I watched that movie and even the actor that played him yeah damn good actor I have nothing against him at all but he collected a paycheck on this one 
<laughs> so I was watching the Phoenix trailer and said, oh, man, they're doing they're doing pretty good about, you know, making some intrigue here. But you burned me. And no, thank you. Having said all of that, I genuinely want the X-Men to return. I want them to return under the MCU directory and and writing directorial debut and writing and all that with Disney's budget to back it. What what I don't want also what I do want as a spoiled 30 something year old man <laughs> when if I'm going to say when because I feel like it's going to happen. I just don't I I don't know, Chris. I have so much faith in 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 the MCU, but I don't know what's going to happen if they bring the X-Men in. But I hope that they come in with the classic fucking 90s costumes that we love. I really do. And we've seen fan films and cosplays where this shit can be done. Believe it or not, world you can make wolverine have a costume that looks like that and i guarantee you it will look good not cg doesn't have to be cg you put some white fucking contacts in that actor's eyes and you put that costume on him and he's decently built and short and stout and have the fucking claws coming out i promise you he'll look good i promise you it'll fit Combined with Gambit coming out in that fucking uh, dark blue black uh, outfit with the brown cloak and a staff, and his hair did that 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 nineties fashion. Rogue in her her green and yellow outfit, Storm in her silver outfit, Beast just as he is. Yes, this is what I want to see. I don't care what arc you pick; you can pick any one of them. It could be them traveling to. Uh, that island where they fight the, the fucking pterodactyl guy, Soren. Sure, whatever. I don't care. But I, I really, really hope that somehow, some way, when the Avengers pass the torch on, that somehow either the X-Men get their own thing or they get incorporated. Because remember, through all this, yes, I understand it's rewritten for the film, but in all all this Thanos nonsense is going on right now. As far as we know, the X-Men are nowhere to be found. And the X-Men played a part in all this. A lot of these universes in Marvel played a big part. So this is a giant facet that we're not even seeing. Yeah. Oh, that That's what I want. I think the last rumor that I heard, and mind you, Chris, this is like two years ago, maybe more, was that... So many of these prominent, just just through just through legalities, just through contracts and all that shit. So many of these current Avengers are going away, and the ones that remain are gonna incorporate some new uh, mutants, so to speak, and they're gonna make this next arc, this next twenty thirty film arc. It's just gonna have those that. I don't know if that'll work out because that's a lot of years. That's that's a decade worth of movies and a lot of potential boots and all that. Do I have faith that the MCU can do it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But I would rather see what I, I just I just got it in my head that uh, that comic aficionados want to see. We've spent a long time with the X-Men being out of the picture. 
it's time it's time for them to fucking come back full force like full force yeah that that's what i'm hoping for yeah i've seen a lot of uh speculating on you know what's gonna have an end game to certain characters because they're actors this is their last you know marvel movie you know yeah. this is their last time playing that role so does that mean the character won't exist anymore you know or will someone take it over so people are you know, trying to use that for speculation, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember, oh man, I'm living in some Huber syndrome right now. <laughs> I remember him, I remember a video, I, I want to say this is back in game trailer days. Uh, it was the video where he talks about uh, media blackout. It was him and uh, uh, Kyle Bossman talking about something there was a game coming out or a movie coming out or something and they were and kyle was asking him about his level of media blackout they both do this and it's basically where like just like now Endgame is approaching and they just black everything out they don't look they don't that twitter's down facebook is down youtube is down they just stay they just stay away from anything and everything possible and Another great point that Huber made, which we've had this multiple times, Chris, was just it's just nice right now to be in this moment. This is also prime time. This is that moment where the movie isn't here yet. We have multiple hours, minutes, days, weeks, a little over a month and a half. We have all this time to just sit here and fucking wring our hands and just foam at the mouth and just, just, we can't wait. You just cannot wait because unfortunately when the movie's over, we've already seen it. It, that's it. Yeah. You know, we, we, well, we, we've experienced what it is. This is a, this is the movie itself is going to be great. This time right now is also great. I'll tell you where that differs though. For me, Chris was infinity war one. When I left the theater after seeing infinity war one, I wanted to go see it again and again. And I did. I was I watched that did. probably, <laughs> yeah, probably in total time. I've probably watched that movie about 15 times since it came out fully all the way to start to finish. No skips. And I, I, I never, I don't know how that movie did that. I don't know what, I don't know what fucking magic formula, what like visual crack they put in your eyes. But so many of these MCU movies, they don't make me feel like, <sighs> All right, well, saw that movie. Oh man, now I'm just depressed because what's gonna happen next? No, 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 no. But then again, then again, this is the end game. This yeah. is the end. So depending on what breadcrumbs or mid credits or post credits or even what shit they hint at in the movie, it's got man in the movie, Chris. That's got to be some blatant fucking breadcrumbs. You know, there has to be some 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 new character is going to have to show up and do some shit and go, hi, I just came here to punch some fucking aliens. I'm going to leave. You'll you'll see me later and then leave. I mean, (laughs) it's going to have to be some serious breadcrumbs for me to to not have finality, you know, not to have closure at the end of this movie. This is the culmination of. Of everything, Infinity War was the start of the culmination. This is it. This is all. This is all we got. 
So, so aside <sighs> from, I think another Spider-Man movie, which I'm sure those will go on forever and by themselves. This is the mm-hmm. end of that whole uh, phase time uh, movies plan, right? I believe so. Uh, I don't look it know up now. if I don't know if Captain Marvel is getting a second movie. I would imagine yes, but I also don't know if that's going to Kent canonically. It's obviously it's physically and in our real life time going to take place after End War. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if there's a Marvel two coming out in like 2021. And it oh, and this also took place before Endgame. Who knows? This Captain Marvel movie might have been a jump off, jumping off point to this like second big tier of movies. Can't say phases because MCU already has phases, right? Uh, I, yeah. Uh, so there's and yeah, you're right. Spider Man as well as another one. So that's at least two that's gonna have movies that one definitely but two possibly after endgame uh iron man's done the hulk never really started and they've already said they don't they're probably not going to you know do that one uh black panther there's one that could get another movie but i Mm -hmm. honestly haven't heard anything about a second black panther there's something out there about some doctor strange sequel being possibly being made Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's room for like end game being the end game to that giant arc. Yes, mm-hmm. but there's room for a second arc to to start flourishing. Yeah, and it totally makes um, sense that we've heard nothing real solid after because that would kind of spoil the movie if they're going in timeline order. Right, right. I've I said it before, Chris. I realize I'm a broken record, but I'll say it again. I'm telling you now, man. Look, I there's no there's no camera on this podcast yet, but I'm I physically have goosebumps just thinking about this. If I am watching Endgame and I get the hint of X Men, I'm going to lose my fucking <laughs> shit. I'm going to become for about 20 seconds that belligerent, loud, "Hey, dude, sit down, asshole!" in the theater because holy shit. I mean, seriously, Chris, can you not imagine that? Imagine two two hours and 47 minutes we've been in this theater. Just we're exhausted from how good this movie is. And right after everybody's shaking hands and flying off and and all right, time to protect the, the, the universe from other enemies. Somebody gets a tap on the shoulder and it's fucking Logan. Some new character with a fucking cigar in his mouth. Uh, hey, bub, I got a school I want to tell you about. It's cut, fit cut to black. Oh, man. Holy shit. And yeah, with, with so many of these characters not, you know, you know, having one or at the most two movies that allow, you know, Ant-Man's another one. Ant-Man could have a third movie, you know, mm-hmm. with so many of these characters that could potentially have more movies. Yeah, so when it comes time to go, okay, so we have this character that only had one movie, this character was one, and this character one. Okay, that's fine. That's like three. Avengers was like nine characters. So where your other new Avengers? Oh, well, that's Wolverine. That's B- uh, uh, Bishop. That's that's Gambit. That's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, totally could do it. 
that would be what could top what they're doing now if they're if they do it right and they have genuine looks and genuine feels with the with the if it looks like it came from the 90s comics it's written in the style of the mcu now and it has the monetary backing of disney's wallet it could it would just blow us away i have faith complete faith they could do that so only time will tell welcome to the marvel cast can't <laughs> help it i mean again we're, we're a handful of weeks away from this movie so talking 40 minutes on mcu i'm going to talk for about a minute on Fortnite. Apparently, for some time now, Fortnite has had a bunch of dances incorporated, and all these people are coming out of the woodworks that that supposedly were the originator, the creators of these dances. There were multiple of these, mm -hmm. and apparently all of them got pretty much waylaid, dismissed by the Supreme Court at one time. I think that's kind of funny. Interesting. Yeah, I okay. brought them up, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, but to hear the result is certainly not unexpected. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You got your one minute in my pot or our our podcast for night. Get good good on you. Uh there was something in here about Breath of the Wild, but I won't I won't go into that. It'd be nice. I can't wait for the next Zelda period. Just so whatever the news We uh speaking of Zelda, how about that uh Link's Awakening? Hmm. Thank you, because I couldn't remember if either one, it came out on the week that we didn't record, or if we just forgot to talk about it, but, oh yeah, um, Link's Awakening has a very, very special place in my heart and memories, that was one of the first Game Boy, uh, Game Boy games I ever played, I played that game a lot. I admittedly got stuck in that game a few times. Mm -hmm. If you recall back early in this podcast when I was talking about getting stuck in Zelda games, that was one of them. I got stuck at uh, least two separate occasions, and I actually wrote Nintendo Power, as in I used a old-school typewriter and typed up a letter and then mailed it to Nintendo Power. And they... Uh, no, sorry. Let me correct that. Not Nintendo Power. Nintendo of America. Like I wrote the company. Yeah. And they wrote they wrote me letters back telling me what I fucked up on and uh moved on with life. Yeah. The music. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, keep going. I'll wait till you're done. Okay. The uh the music, and again, this is all on the original Game Boy. Okay, the original yellow and and, and dark gray screen Game Boy with the hardware that was in that system. The music the music design in that game, phenomenal. Again, taking into account where it, what it's made on. The art direction, I mean, come on, the game opens with basically a cutscene. Again, on this old school Game Boy. Uh, the, the standard fair, uh, and I say that with full respect and enjoyment. The standard fare of the puzzle solving and the dungeon crawling and the boss battles and the the lore they put into the game. Like everything about Link's Awakening. Such a great game. A monumental treasure of a game for the Game Boy. I will... I, without having, you know what? I'll tell you this, Chris. I have not, honestly, honestly, I have not played Link's Awakening in probably, 
Man, probably, I'm going to guess a decade. I, I'm going to guess a decade. I know I played it sometime before, I want to say before I lived in the trailer that I used to live in before here. So yeah, it's it's been well, well around a decade. Longer than that for me. <laughs> yeah, but I will put, I don't know, I'll bet, I'll bet something that that game still holds up. It's really hard for Zelda games not to hold up. And you're thinking, whoa, man, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, you'd probably say the same thing about, like, Zelda 2. Well, no, <laughs> Zelda 2 didn't really hold up when it was out. But I could see people, because I, I feel like I it, this, this may be for me as well, but I could see people not exactly falling for the original Zelda on the Nintendo. I can see that. I, I, I don't agree with it. I think the difficulty would probably... Sk- skew people away from it before you know the entire game but Link's Awakening oh yeah yeah it has a it has a definitive level of charm to it that definitely holds up to this day uh, whether you find that game easy or difficult uh, it's just I, I think the ch- the absolute charm and appeal and design and end product of that game would definitely hold up today so, when I saw this, uh, I mean, I, dude, I was I was already fucking giddy when I figured out what it was. Mm-hmm. And the hand-drawn opening, I, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see how many other scenes in that game they did that style to, because that style looked awesome. I would honestly oh, yeah. take an entire... I would, I would honestly take an entire Zelda movie drawn and designed like that <laughs> as as long as link never talks sure. yes as long as yeah. but that was awesome and then the graphical the graphics uh were presented and you got to see the 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 design choice of how this game is being made it's basically like a uh uh link between worlds style so th- think that design and that graphic fidelity but link's Link's Awakening. Yeah, see, I'm not familiar with that game, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to play this game. That's just a fact. I don't like this art style. Okay. I just, it, there's just something about it. It just, I don't know. I do not like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to pull up a picture real quick. I should have did this while I was babbling. <laughs> but, uh, I, that was what I was going to say about it. Uh, I, I was okay with everything, and I still am. The same preface you said applies to me. I'm going to get this game. I'm probably going to pre-order it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's a Zelda game. It is a 3D remake of a Zelda game that looks like they're keeping exceptionally true to the, to the form of what it used to be, at least as, as far as the spirit of the level design sure. and etc. The only thing, the only thing that I saw that made me just just a teeny bit like ah, I don't know about this is I Link looks kind of me me ish, you know, yeah. like the the little me characters. The, he kind of yeah. looks a Nintendo little bit me ish. Yeah, and I realize yes, I get it. We're talking about a we're talking about a three D up res uh 
2.5D scale, whatever you want to put on it, a 3D-ish upscale of a Game Boy game. It's very hard to translate that. You know, keep it that QC limited Game Boy bit style graphics, but make it a 3D style. I get it. It's a challenge. I just, just a little bit tiny off put with the way that he looks. Everything else around him, okay. Didn't have a problem with. Level design. The, the the way the the way the trees look the way the houses look the way the, the chain chomp looks because yes chain chomp is in this game all of that looked okay the moment that link looked down like he turned his character facing downward and i could see his face i was like just a little off just a little off yeah i i think it just kind of looks like play-doh <laughs> yeah i don't, yeah. I, uh, I, don't yeah. like that. I get it yeah so we'll see. Uh, we will definitely see because we'll probably we're both going to be playing it. Yeah. We'll probably be playing it around the same time. And again, I, I really want to stress this uh, for anybody that has not seen this trailer. Definitely go check this out. If okay, if you've never played Link's Awakening and you don't want to have anything spoiled, I yeah, I can understand that. When Link's Awakening starts for the Game Boy, I guess we've spoiled that. There's a for what the Game Boy could produce, there's like a mini cutscene, and it kind of tells a very brief, like minute-long story of why Link's on this island. Well, they have recreated that, from what I can tell, in like a hand-drawn anime slash not anime, more like artistic style. And again, I that's really one thing that I'm looking forward to as as. 0.03% of the game that that actually is going to be around. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how many other cutscenes, because you know, if you beat the game, Chris, did you beat the game? Did not. I got stuck. Okay. Mm. Well, there are other cutscene-ish parts in this game. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that they kind of chrono trigger for the PlayStation remix I hope they I hope they apply that to this. I hope random cutscenes because the game didn't have cutscenes. I hope they they create cutscenes for random parts of this game in that art style. Uh, and, and you know what? I'll take it a step further. Kind of like how the uh, Sonic game did, the Sonic game from last year, Sonic Mania. Remember how they had a little the the opening and all that and then they have they have now made little uh, additional animations on YouTube. There's, there's like five or six of them now. Yeah, same thing. It'd be nice to see if that artist and that art style would carry forward into whatever. You know, I just want to see more of that. Because when I think of Zelda games, that's that's what I look for. I look for stuff that's like that. And it's awesome. Um, oh, man, Chris. Last bit of news before we roll into the week's. This was this this hit me out of nowhere, and I will give full disclosure. I didn't even know about this. I didn't even hear about this or read about it. This completely went under my radar until I got home from work today and opened up my YouTube and started uh, watching videos. And Razor Fist has a brand new video out talking about Doom Annihilation, and I said, "Whoa, let's pause this." How? Okay, I know that people are putting out all these videos about Sekiro, but that's coming out in a week. 
this next Doom game is not supposed to, from what I remember, not supposed to be coming out till like December of this year. We're not. Uh, did a trailer get released? Like, what is this video about? I don't know if you know this, Chris. Nope. But there is a Doom movie. Apparently, it's out right now. If it's not out right now, it's fixing to be out in theaters. And Razor Fist is doing what Razor Fist does, which is seeing something and <laughs> shitting on it because it is shitty. Uh, I did not know this, and I wish I didn't because, <laughs> yeah, from what his video pointed out and from what the couple of trailers I've seen, this is just as shitty, if not even more shitty, because they should know by now. Than the fucking Doom movie from back in the day when The Rock was in it. Yes, even The Rock could not save that Doom movie. Sorry. Here's my thoughts on this. And yes, I realize it's gonna if you if you were to go watch this Razor Fist video after this podcast, you're gonna hear a lot of this stuff regurgitated. But that's okay. That's one of the reasons why I respected his video because he just says aloud a lot of things I've already said aloud. A Doom movie could be done so well. A Doom movie using like practical effects, you get so you get some really good like gore slash horror movie buffs, uh, directors and and costume designers and all that with good uh, animatronics and fucking cybernetic looking shit and all this demon skin ripped torn to shred i think it could be done really well if you don't want to go that route okay do it cg it can be done it can be done sure but that's not just my problem with this movie i said the same thing when i had this problem with the doom movie back in the day the story of doom can be summed up in a fucking paragraph it is that simple that's it we go to the moon we find this shit on the moon, we fuck with it, and end up opening a gate to hell, we send marines up to the moon to go fight whatever the fuck comes through the portal, one lone marine has to fight through basically hell, close the portal and come home. I mean, that's basically what it is. There you go. There's doom. A marine is kicking ass. I'm sorry, not on the moon, on Mars. Man, I can't believe I fucked that up. One marine is tearing ass through Mars, killing demons, trying to save Earth. You add rock music to that, fucking metal music, you have doom. There you go. <laughs> Shotguns, giant machine guns, plasma guns, the motherfucking BFG, mm. all this. This is the heart of doom. That's not what I get from watching the trailers of this new movie at all. That's not what I got from watching the old Doom movie. It's something has made people into these feral, like, blood dripping down their mouth, like, monsters, like raging humans. They're not zombies like they're supposed to be. I didn't see too many demons, and the ones that I saw didn't look like anything I really recognized. So, I... Just another stake in the coffin of video game movies are just not, just stop. Just stop. You guys cannot, you cannot do this. You had something as simple as Doom and you still fucked it up. 
I don't get it, Chris. I'll never get it. I'm just going to have to live with the fact that this is not going to happen. Yeah. I'm so happy that the comic book world out there has got the MCU that somebody, whether or not these have these MCU movies have followed canon strictly, doesn't matter. Chris can watch this. Adam can watch this. I can watch this. My wife can watch this. Our grandparents can watch the MCU movies and get and be entertained and go, yeah, you guys did a good job. I can't name a single video game movie that did that except for Mortal Kombat. That's about it. So, yeah. Let's move into weeks, Chris. Maybe All I can right. feel a little better. Uh, what you been up to this these last two weeks, I guess you'd say? Oh, man, you sure you want to start with me? Um. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do, because we have an hour and 40 minutes. I'm sure you can whittle that down to 30 minutes. Okay. Um, all right, so couple of quick things on the game dev side. Not haven't done a whole lot, um, but there were oh, a couple of things. Let me, I, let me yeah. Let me ask one thing. Okay. I know the majority of the games you played recently were all around the same. Yeah. Save that. Save all that. That's what. That's what we're going to talk about after the weeks. Got okay. It? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what our podcast is, and they'll know when we get to it. <laughs> yep. All right, so, yeah, game dev stuff. Um, I haven't done anything recent. I actually just loaded up today, reinstalled Visual Studio from where I was dealing with all my hardware issues. Um, but there were a couple of things that I wanted to bring up to kind of expend upon the previous things um, that I talked about. Uh, I talked about how the Unity tutorials were bad and didn't work at the time. So I learned a very valuable lesson. Even if you have Unity set up to check for updates, it does not check for the next major version number. So, for example, okay. I want to say I had Unity 7 installed. Turns out the tutorials were for Unity 8. And I frequently huh. did, you know, Unity check for updates. You're updated to the latest version not how their update works. So I actually went and downloaded Unity 8. I don't know if those are the right numbers. I'm not checking at the moment. But basically, I got the next version. And hey, all these things magically load without crashing now. Great to know. I didn't go back and do mm. any of them yet. Um, well, technically, I did open up the uh, 2D platformer uh, tutorial or maker because it basically gave you all the assets. You just had to drag and drop them to make uh, a game out of them. Um mm -hmm. I did look at that just to see how they did it, you know, from a technical aspect, but I didn't make anything, didn't try to make anything. Um, but the other thing is I got around that time I figured that out and started trying to do things again. Unity, I started looking for alternatives um, because Unity is not, I don't think it's a beginner's uh, game making program. Um I've looked at a couple others, and the one I'm currently, or I say currently, most recently looking at is actually Game Maker 2. Um, there are a couple others I tried, but that's the one that I'm trying to uh, wrap my head around uh, when I get resume my game dev uh, exploration. Um, mm -hmm. It's a lot more user-friendly interface. It is more limited, though. Uh, they have their own code uh, language essentially um, I think it's like based on probably a C language but 
a lot of the syntax is not there unless they have an equivalent or they've implemented it. So, you know, it is, like I was saying, it's much more limited in that aspect. Um, but I will say I was able to add a, you know, text box way easier <laughs> than my hours long, uh, adventure in unity. Um, <laughs> uh, that was a mess. Um, but onto the games. Let's see how I, um, uh, let's talk about Anthem. You mentioned it earlier. I played some more Anthem. I did not track how many hours I had played. I'll pull that up as I'm talking. Um, Anthem is a interesting experience. Um, it's a game that had a lot of potential. Um, and you had made a comparison to Fallout 76, and it is much better than 76 was at release. And the thing that kind of sets it apart from 76 is the level of updates that have occurred since the game was released. They are actively, you know, trying to fix it, you know? Um, like I was, when I was looking up the numbers for how many people were playing the game, uh, the people that were streaming it now are have, you know, titles referencing a loot patch that was just released. So apparently that changed. Um, I never got far enough to where that, you know, mattered for me personally, but sure. <laughs> um, me, I switched, get back my notes. Um, one thing that I, uh, it kind of took me a little bit to notice this, but the Anthem intro music sounds a whole lot like the Destiny intro music. Uh, the title screen music is what I mean, not intro, but the title screen music. Um, when you first load up, they have a very similar feel. Um, and I find that kind of interesting and slightly amusing. Um, there are two huge issues with the game. The first is the loading. Loading takes forever. Um, and that's after they patched it. And after they got rid of some of the bugs concerning loading, still takes forever to load. Um, and it's kind of a bit of a miserable thing because the matchmaking itself, really fast. I go look for a group. It's like, hey, we found you a group in seconds, oftentimes. Um, so it's like, great. Okay, now I'm loading into that game with that group. And I'm sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> And then it's just a loading screen for a bit. Um, the other thing is the flight. And I've talked about this before. Um, oh, I want to hear this. But the flight. So if you plug a controller in, it feels great to fly. Flying is awesome. But keyboard and mouse is a terrible, terrible experience. Um, so weird to hear that. Yeah. I actually went on on uh, Google and searched in, you know, flight control settings uh, for the game because, you know, people have been experimenting. I did find one and it made it better. So I'm not, I don't hate it as much now, but it still doesn't feel great. And the basic way to make it feel better is to disable half the flight options <laughs> or change the sensitivity to essentially zero so it's turned off 
is basically what you do wow. for like four or five settings, um, all based around sensitivity and all this stuff. Um, the only one I turned back on, I think, from that was the uh, mouse snapping back, or I don't know if it's mouse, but whatever the uh, the reticle bounces back to the center of the screen. Because I kept, kept catching myself, I would move to look down, and I would expect it to go back up by itself so that I'd level out. And instead, mm-hmm. I just keep going down. <laughs> and <laughs> that was, yeah, I don't want to, I crashed enough. Um, so I enabled that a little bit and it got, it got a little bit better. Um, I still in general do not like fighting in the air. Uh, not only am I exposed, I have no cover, but it doesn't feel as good as when I'm fighting on the ground and fighting on the ground feels pretty good. Um, Uh I don't, it doesn't feel as good to me as like destiny does. And I can't quite pinpoint yet why that is. I've been trying to figure it out. Um, I actually even played Destiny 2 for, I think, like three hours. I didn't even put my list of that. I completely forgot about that. But I played that for a few hours, and I was like, yeah, this feels great. And I went, you know, before that, I played, Des- uh, played Anthem, I mean. And when I was playing Anthem, I was like, all right, I want to consciously think about why this doesn't feel as good as Destiny, and I cannot pinpoint it. So I don't know what it is yet. I'm trying to figure it out so I can talk about it better. Um, but there's just something about it. It just... Well- it's lacking. Having, having not played either, I, I can think of a sort of fringe idea of why. You played Destiny 1 and 2 both first. Mm-hmm. So you have, you know, I think what you said, like 24,000 hours combined in both those two. You got a lot of time oh, in I Destiny. Oh, I have no idea. It's a lot. A lot of time in Destiny. So... Regardless of what game it is, it just so happens that, you know, Destiny is a shooter and Anthem is also a shooter. There's your comparison point. Regardless of what game it's going to be, when you play the next thing and it has somewhat fringe similarities to the last thing you played, if it's not better, you're going to feel that. You know, when I go from. (sighs) Let me give an example. Let me think of a good example. <laughs> I wish I had a good comparison for something too like God of War that I played before God of War. But if I played an action style game like that and then God of War came out and it was worse, you'd, I'd be feeling the same thing. Just so happened God of War was way better. You know, that That's probably what it is, man. You've had such a great time. Not only just not only a good time, but a lengthy amount of time with a game kind of similar. And when this comes along, it's like, all right, time to get some new stuff added. And the new stuff added doesn't, I mean, it's okay, but it doesn't blow your mind. And it's like, all right, well, new coat of paint, new characters, new ways to fight, all this new stuff. It's kind of, it's the same, but way different. Here we go. And then you get to play it and it's like, meh, it's okay. That's that. That's why I think that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, and I got a fond relationship with Destiny, you know. Yeah, and I'm only purely talking about the gun play as well. I'm not even talking about all the other aspects that are different. You know, uh, Destiny mm-hmm. jumping around and abilities versus Anthem abilities. Um, those are I'm not even comparing those. I'm just talking about pulling up a gun and pulling the trigger. Yeah, Destiny feels better, um, but I don't quite know why. Um, but thinking about the comparison, like playing Halo before this. The last Halo, I would say Destiny feels better than that. 
you know, and that's what hmm. came first. And I put a pretty good amount of time in that. Uh, in That'd the last be one. Halo 5, I Yeah. Guess? Yeah. Um, that's a good amount of time. I played the campaign and then I did a little multiplayer. I wasn't a huge fan of the multiplayer. Um, but yeah, in general, I'd say I enjoyed the gunplay in Destiny more than Halo 5. Um, and Halo gunplay is a little odd because things change between each game. So I can't like say yeah. all of Halo I liked or I didn't like as much as Destiny because I can't honestly remember all those. But just comparing to the last one, I'm pretty sure Destiny felt better than that. Um, Can I speaking of Halo, man? I'm yeah. so glad you brought that game up. I was I've been watching. Uh, let me let me Google his name real quick <laughs> because so I've I found a bunch of new YouTube channels and I do mean a bunch, probably around fifteen. Rise. Rizevic. Uh, I'm trying to look it up so I can. Uh, of course, I spell it wrong. <laughs> um, I'll, I, I'm gonna. I, I'll just go to where I have my videos at. I have his name there. So one of the care, one of the uh, new YouTube personalities. I found, new to me anyway. Um, his name is. R- R- there it is. Ray Civic. Let me pop this over here so I can spell it right for everybody so you can find this video on your own. Uh, R-A-Y-C-E-V-I-C-K. Ray Civic. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, guy. I really am. Uh, one of the one of the things that I was pointed to that after watching that series made me find more and more of his videos was he did a Halo retrospective on every individual game to include Halo Wars. And the the premise of the, of the videos were this game, however many years later, like Halo came out, you know, 15 years ago, Halo 15 years later, Halo 2, 13 years later, et cetera, et cetera. That, that's where the, the series retrospective came in. And very good videos. Uh, I completely forgot about Halo 5 having that whole co-op thing pushed into it. So much about Halo 4 (laughs) I completely forgot about. Uh, I got to I got to reminisce about four and have old school memories of us playing through one, two, and three. Yada Mm -hmm. yada yada. But I he said a quote. I'm gonna have to paraphrase again. I don't remember the exact quote, but he it was like a fucking light bulb went off. Not just about Halo 2, but also about Kingdom Hearts. So he was talking about Halo 2 and how, you know, the story was gonna continue, but they added all this new stuff. You know, they added the uh uh not the forerunners, the forerunners was in Halo 4. What was the name of the floating weird alien fuckers that were in Halo 2, Chris? Uh, the ones that were basically... They were, like, controlling everything all along and manipulating yeah, everything. The, uh... You know... God, I just went blank. They usually float around in the chairs. Yes. You fight a couple of them, and, like, you, you like, actually climb up on his chair and punch him. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> uh... I, I can hear yours typing too. <laughs> we're both looking this up like we're so bad. We know this shit, but we don't know. Yeah, they lead the covenant because the covenant isn't yes. a race. That's the 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 high prophets. Uh, what are their actual race? I f- I feel like they. I, I'm not. I'm not letting this go. 
Hierarch. Not letting this go. Well, that's another name for them. That's not uh, the engineers. No, that's the that's something else. Those are the things controlled by the brutes. They just call them uh, the hierarchs. Maybe I f- I feel like they had some names. They they have another well, okay. name, but I can't think yeah, of what it is right now. They do. Oh, this is so pissing me off, man. This this is like our thing. Yeah, I'm going to say prophets. That works for me. Because there's the prophet of truth, the prophet of mercy, the prophet of regret, all that. Yeah, we'll say prophets. Um, anyway, that's not even the main focus of this whole statement. But he brought that up. You know, the prophets were introduced and the brutes were introduced. And uh, this, this back and forth between uh, the, the story with uh, the covenant elite and Master Chief back and forth. He's like, and I was cool with all this. I was tracking along. And then I had the cut scene where basically what I didn't realize, and even I didn't know this, Chris, I, who have played all four of these Halos, did not fucking know this. But the... Okay, remember the plant-like tentacle fucking monster in Halo 2? The, that sucks... Hold, hold on real quick. There's okay. San Shiam. It's okay. S-A-N apostrophe S-H-Y-U-U-M. Okay. Is the race for the prophets. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm just going to call them prophets because that's what we know them as. Yeah. Uh, so this was also just, just like it was for him, apparently. It was, it was a breaking point in the Halo lore for me when the fucking tentacle monster thing came in to the picture and had Master Chief in one tentacle and had the elite in the other and started talking with this poetic nonsense yada 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 and he said you know it's not the fact that I didn't understand it is that it started getting too complicated when it didn't need to be that that right there hits the nail on the head for my entire problem with Kingdom Hearts and that, that also hits the nail on the head for my problems with the Halo lore. It, it started getting too complicated when there was no fucking reason for it to be. No need for it to be. Yeah. The grave uh, mind. I just wanna th- yeah, the grave mind. Exactly. Uh, when that fucker popped up and just kind of said some shit. And I and then flung Master Chief one way and flung the Elite the other one. I got what he was doing, but all the flowery talk around that, and the fact that he just showed up the fuck out of nowhere. It's like here is another person or another thing that I've never seen before, and I have to understand. And they're not making it. They're it just doesn't all fit well. Mm-hmm. I encourage anybody to go watch that entire retrospective. You can get he you can hear his quotes and he does a really good job of of doing a retrospective of the Halo series. But that was like a click for me. Made me really made me think about Kingdom Hearts as well. And and any time that a game like that has done that, they they are not the only ones. But just making shit overly complicated. Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid is a perfect example just shit that got way way out there and it doesn't really have to uh i don't remember how we got talking about halo chris how did we get here i was comparing the shooting and stuff ah yes 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 but while we're on the topic um they're bringing out the master chief collection including reach 
to Steam on PC. Mm-hmm. That's very good. And it's very weird timing because I was just thinking a couple months ago, you know, I still have my old Xbox stuff. I just for old time's sake, I'd love to just hook my old Xbox up and just run through the campaigns of Halo 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Just for shits and giggles. And then I read a news article a couple months later. Hey, it's all coming to Steam. I was like, well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you know, are those going to be the original versions or the remastered versions? This is the same uh, Master Chief collection that is out on Xbox One and oh, whatever gotcha. else. Perfect. So they're Perfect. remasters? Yeah, I will most likely be getting that. Most definitely. Uh, I'll probably get it on PC again, just to have it there and to get reach with it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's not part of the other one. Uh, okay, switching back to Anthem. <laughs> um, the story of Anthem, though, it's certainly interesting. I'm One of the reasons I'm actually going to go back and play Anthem is so I can get more of the story. Um, mm-hmm. The voice acting in the game is good. The cutscenes are good. Um, regardless of how, you know, end game works or the mechanics work, late game, etc. I'm not overly concerned with that. I'm just probably going to play it almost as a single player game with, you know, co-op <laughs> um, yeah. to get to the story and see where it goes. So it has that going for it. Um, I think the fact that it's a multiplayer game at, at its core is kind of why it suffers. If it was a yeah. single player game with co-op, kind of like Halo does, because um, Halo has separate modes, you know, single player and multiplayer. If you take away the multiplayer mm-hmm. of Halo and just focus on the campaign where you have co-op available, if that was the approach of Anthem, I think they'd been so much more successful. Yeah. But because they're yeah. trying to compete with the, you know, Destiny, uh, Division, that kind of market, I think that's where they're suffering. Man, I forgot all about co-op in Halo. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of why I want to get uh, Master Chief Collection on Steam as well. More chance to maybe play with uh, certain people. Mm-hmm. Intent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Anthem, it's not a terrible game. By any means, it just had a rough launch and flight sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's which is definitely bad because one of the moments in the original op- uh, trailer slash reveal for Anthem was that one of those one of the oh that, okay okay moments was when you saw them take off on flight and mm-hmm. fly all around these beautiful-looking vistas. And I'll tell you now, it's great when you make things beautiful. You know what? God of War was fucking beautiful, and it was fucking fun, too. I don't remember a time in playing God of War going, yeah, but this part was kind of lame. No. <laughs> I threw an axe all throughout that game. The same axe. It still yeah. had a great fucking time, so... Yeah, you can show me beautiful vistas all day, Anthem, but you got to make the gameplay match the intensity and excitement of what I'm seeing. That's that's another thing that Anthem suffers from is it has good environments. They look good. Um, There's interesting stuff around it, but a lot of it still feels pointless. Like, sure, there are enemies throughout here. There are, you know, 
get resource points and there are these other things that you can, you know, do in between. But like when I'm in a mission and I'm flying from point to point, which is usually what they make you do is fly there um, because it's going to be faster, you know, so why not? Um, Mm -hmm. Well, when you're flying from point to point, it's like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Sure, this environment looks good, but I've seen similar things already. There's nothing real great about it, you know, that makes me want to go, oh, yeah, you know, kind of go the scenic route. I don't want the scenic route. I want the mission route, um, which are the same things in this game. Uh, One thing, I do need to make a correction. Uh, Not really a correction, but to... uh, expand upon a previous statement um mm-hmm. we, we were talking about and i made a comment that there were not consumables um there are but they don't unlock until a little bit into it so i hadn't encountered them yet but last time i played i encountered them um and they are small boosts to certain things during a mission uh like you know, you know increase your damage or increase your health or whatever for that mission you're on mm-hmm. i haven't used them gotcha. so i don't know how good or bad they are but they do exist. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for Anthem. I still don't know how long I played it because I forgot to look that up. Uh, about six hours. Uh, okay. no, no, wait. <laughs> I played a lot longer than I thought. Uh, let's see, <laughs> four, five, 11, 12 hours. <laughs> I okay. haven't. Okay. Um, that's that, that's that's a good bit of time to make some solid judgments, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, about twelve hours. So, and I'm gonna go back to it. I just haven't yet because of other yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's that alone speaks to a game as well. You know, when a game, when you're like, yeah, it's there, I can go back to it, but eh, you know, nothing, not not mad, not upset. Not bored, just something else has more of my attention. Something else has more of my desire to play, you know? Yeah, so it's been a couple weeks since I played this, but another game I played recently um, was Wargroove. Now, do you know anything about this game? I think I've heard people talk about it, but I do not know much about it at all all right so war group is a game that's compared to games like advanced wars which i never played um and fire emblem which i have played um fire emblem is what i compared to since that's what i played um but people say that's more like advanced wars um and i think some of that comparison is in that um in fire emblem you have all these unique characters they're named you know they have stories and all this um Wargroove has named characters, but you have like, you know, one or two per mission. And then the rest of you guys are peons. Um, your little minions, you know, you're, they're your marines and zerglings you pump out to, you know, get the mission done. Um, mm-hmm. You're not concerned with them dying, etc. other than losing the game, obviously. But, <laughs> but yeah. they, there's no attachment to them. Um, but it does have a set of main characters. And the campaign is okay, I guess, as far as story goes. Um, it's more of one of those games you play for the gameplay. You don't... Yeah. Maybe it gets better later on, but with my seven hours, according to Steam, which is probably realistically more about six, 
those six hours didn't really care a whole lot about the story. There's some individual characters I like, and I'm interested in, you know, learning more about them and just kind of seeing who they are and, you know, what their backstory is. But the overall campaign, nah, I don't really care. <laughs> um, which isn't that bad because it's a fun game. Um, especially if you like the strategy, you know, turn-based Fire Emblem Advance Wars types of games. Um, I think that's it for that game. Uh, so another game I played for the very first time and it's got me in an odd, odd position because I want to go back and play more of it. But at the same time, I am so overwhelmed that I'm like, you know what? I'll wait. I'll play some of these other games that I'm trying to get through before I just dive deep into this game. And that is Path of Exile. Okay. Um, it's a free-to-play okay. game, so I haven't had no reason not to try it, right? Um, mm -hmm. But what the point that got me into playing it this last uh, last weekend was they released a new season. Um, the way Path of Exile works is they have seasons where they reset certain things, but they also add new mechanics. Um, I don't know if they like delete your old characters or any, they don't do anything like that as far as I know, unless it's like hardcore, I guess. I don't know. But you mm -hmm. choose which season you want to play. And each season has its own kind of gimmick slash mechanic. Uh, this season is a thing called memories, which are these areas you go into that when you first encounter them, and I don't know how it works out later, um, is similar, but a little bit different. It gets really complicated as you go through it, but the basic premise of it is these are, you know, maps you go into that they basically collapse. So you have a limited amount of time in it and you can kind of avoid the collapse, you know, the spots that are disappearing as long as you can to kind of extend it and get more loot. And then once you get caught up in this darkness, you know, the, that, uh, but the void that's left when the memory collapses, you go back to where you entered at. And then all the loot that was on the ground drops around you in a circle. Um, and you can pick and choose what you want to collect. Um, so that's kind of the mechanic that they added in this season. Um, to talk a little about Path of, Exile, Path of Exile itself as a game, it is a um, isometric Diablo type game. Uh, action RPG, hack and slash, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I guess it is an RPG because you have a, it has a story. It absolutely does. Um, I don't know much about it yet because most of what I was doing, I I completed the first act, <laughs> and I think I was just about to start the second act. I don't think I completed completed a single mission because it has acts like Diablo did. Um, it's yeah. very similar. Um, but I was like, you know what? I kind of want to start a new character and do a different build. Um, because I'm, I, I like the one I have. I'm uh, playing a what's technically a minions build, and I'll talk about builds in a minute. But uh, I've kind of made a half transition into using totems, some like a minion slash totems build, which I know, based on what I've seen, kind of overlap anyway. But I'm kind of like, yeah, but this isn't quite. I don't know. There are so many options in this game of how you play it 
Um, with Diablo, you have how many classes? Like six, right? Something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, six to eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. This game, I think you have six base classes. Um, but what separates this game is the skill tree. <laughs> Um, and the way abilities are unlocked because in Diablo you have gems on weapons they give stat boosts etc in Path of Exile your gems are what give you most of your abilities so like the character I started uh, my minions build starts with a witch well the game gives it to you uh, the gem for it but aside from the normal attack that character gets a fireball gem and then she can cast fireball, um, but only when it's equipped. So you have to choose which abilities you want to equip and then which gems you want to equip that complement that ability, whether or not they actually support it, which is a whole mechanic. You have support gems that as long as they're socketed right next to it and they have the little you know link showing they're connected, it will actually boost fireball specifically. If it's a you know magic support that meets it. Um, Maybe a fireball will shoot, you know, two or three projectiles instead of one. You know, those are the types of effects that support gems will have. More damage, etc. Um, gotcha. So that's a layer of complexity. You know, you don't just unlock all your abilities and use them as you will. You have to pick and choose what you use. The other part of this is the skill tree. Um, it is... You know, I, I am actually kind of curious to look up how many nodes are on the skill tree. But basically <laughs> think think Final Fantasy X with the node map. Tap, I, I uh-huh. can't think what it's called. The now. sphere grid? The sphere grid. That's yeah. it. Think of that on crack. Wow. Um, and there are not little locks in place that prevent you from going here and there. You literally, as long as you connect from point a to point b if you can get there by unlocking nodes um you get there you know uh, you're not walled off i think at any point uh and i actually downloaded a program just for looking at this outside a game so i could try to have some semblance of uh things there are 1325 nodes on the skill tree they vary from simple stat increases you know plus 10 intelligence basic nodes like that to increases minion health minion damage more than one effect at once to you have one health but you have your shields are boosted and you're immune to a certain type of damage um, which is a build Mm. that i'm i'm looking at playing uh I just went blank on the name, but it's one it me JP, uh, one of the streamers I watch. He's been playing that build this season and looks interesting. But you basically go to only shields. If your shield goes down, you die. <laughs> so it's an interesting build, but that's one node is gives you that effect. So you have all these nodes to kind of go through and mix and match on top of the already complicated, you know, gem choices in your weapons and armor to determine what you can actually use. Um, it is complicated and that's, I spent six hours in it and I was like, okay, sure. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing after six hours 
And that's why I'm kind of like, I might start another build. I might, I might actually play the one uh, JP's playing, or I might go for a different build. Um, I haven't looked into right. it too much, but it's, yeah. I, and I, I haven't even really touched the story as far as trying to understand it, paying attention to it, because I'm just so overwhelmed by mechanics of the game. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So that is a very interesting, it's fun. Um, I think one of my biggest struggles I was having uh, at the end of those six hours was I don't know if the gear I'm wearing is good or not. Hmm. I, I don't I don't have enough knowledge to know am I making good choices because it's like okay well I'm a magic build so obviously I want intelligence you know to up my magic power but it's not that simple. Um, yeah. Especially when it comes to gems like I was saying I have a piece of gear that has more intelligence on it but none of the gem slots are connected. So I can't use my support hmm. gem or it has these in the wrong color, which there are items that let you uh, get a randomly new color on your gear, which I tried and I was like, okay, that's better. But then I'm, I still have pieces that are by stats better, but the gem slots make it essentially worthless for me or to have like hmm. one slot on the armor. And I'm like, okay, sure two more intelligence but I lose out to support gems. No thanks. <laughs> it's it's tough. It's complicated. Uh, that might be it for games other than what right. we're holding on to. Yeah, that's it for games. Okay. And that's fine. My week's going to be incredibly short uh, because... Yeah, want to get to that good stuff. <laughs> so let's get the non-gaming stuff out of the way really, really quick. I, my wife and I went and saw Captain Marvel uh, this past weekend. And I gave it an accurate rating for what I felt. I gave it like a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, it's not bad at all. It definitely didn't blow my mind like, you know, the last few movies have. It was, it was, it was all right. It was good. It was good. No, not all right. It was good. It had its entertaining moments in it. It had its good points in it. Uh, Chris, have you seen this movie yet? I have not. I almost went and saw it, but ended up not yet. Gotcha. Uh, that was my general takeaway from it. Like I said, in general, I've I had it had its moment. It had its moments. I think. Uh, I-, I suppose that her her superhero character was done pretty well i mean it's an intro movie to a character it was it was good it was good but again not it's not that it's not good for mcu quality it's more that the last you know four or five mcu movies i have just left the theater and just oh yeah just fuck yeah rock on and this was like oh yeah it was pretty good you know that's kind of how my feel of it was uh very cool how they introduce who they introduce and i say that plural and i can't wait to see how the rest of the mcu incorporates this uh this character and these characters that's about the best i'll say before (laughs) risk of spoiling anything they were kind of the highlight for the movie for me at certain points i'll i'll say that um yeah i mean i'd put this I'd put this right around the area of, you know, like the first Captain America movie, you know, maybe the first Thor movie, 
uh, around the firsts. As far as firsts go, while they were good for what they were, but they just didn't blow your mind, then that that that's where they that's where this fits. Sure, you know. That's uh, pretty sure that's it for movies, games. Recently has only been one. I had a little bit of leeway time where I was kind of working on one thing and another. Uh, what I, the bigger game that I was working on for a while was Resident Evil Two. Again, mm-hmm. I was going through that game in uh, Claire's campaign. I'm all the way into where Claire just started the uh, laboratory section, the lab section. So I'm I'll I'll say I'm about three quarters through a game through the game if not two thirds, and yes, now that I'm playing through Claire's campaign, as is, it's much better than what I was playing uh, in the B scenario. I mm-hmm. don't know why the B scenario is the way it is, and. I was also trying to remember if maybe I was skipping cutscenes, but even if I was, just the way they, I just felt like I was being jumped around. That isn't necessarily how I remember Resident Evil 2 on the PlayStation being. So, in any event, uh, playing through Claire's campaign, it was nice seeing things from all the new angles. Uh, though, admittedly, a lot of it felt the same. Uh, Chris, have you, so you played through Claire's campaign. Have you gone back and played through Leon's? I did not beat Claire's campaign. Oh, I got to where a certain guy in a trench coat appears. And that was the (laughs) threshold that finally stressed me too much with the game. And I just put it down. Understandable. So there definitely are a lot of almost carbon copy sections between these two campaigns that's understandable they're both going to the same areas it definitely yeah I, I don't know how I feel about it I, I I feel like the way that re2 did it on the PlayStation was better but it's honestly been a couple decades since I played re2 so uh, the point being is example. Example, as spoiler-free as I can make it, early, early on in the game, I'm sh- I'm sure the majority of you have seen the Resident Evil 2 remake trailer, there is a uh, police officer in that's, that's already in the RPD, and he's already fighting through hell, and when Leon comes across this officer, uh, he gets helped a certain way, like he goes to open the gate or something, he can't open it, and then he does try to get through but a zombie's grabbing him and the police officer shows up and basically fucking saves his ass in Claire's campaign that almost exact same thing happens the almost mm-hmm. exact same way I, I want to say it's the exact same way I think period. it is identical yeah and that kind of irks me because again I don't remember if the PlayStation 1 version was like that I thought they if I remember right they both pretty much went through their own campaign and they even if they interact with the same people their interactions were different all that being said it didn't it wasn't a deal breaker it was just more like a mm, okay uh there are story arcs a little story segments that are very different and i was i was glad when those came around of course there are some characters that uh Leon runs into that Claire does not and vice versa. 
I will tell you now, the way that they wrote the police chief in this game, I the first time I interacted with that fucker, I said, this is some good. I like, <laughs> this is good writing. I yeah. really like this. So all around, I was playing through it. And I stopped because of what we're going to talk about today. But yeah, that was that was that was a game that was taken up. It was that was my come home every day from work and come and and go back to playing game. Uh, I ran through Steam uh, sometime last week uh, or a little bit after the podcast and purchased like fifteen or so games. I ran through them and played some of them, test them out. I liked them all. Of course, the majority of them were Metroidvania style <laughs> games. I just I do want to put out for the audience. Uh, I don't know how much I've ever sold these two games to you, but I need to now. Uh, you can go buy Jet Set Radio on Steam for it's like a buck fifty right now. That is a fucking steal for that game. This game originally came out for the Dreamcast. If it came out before on something else, I'm sorry. Maybe it was a Saturn title. I don't fucking know. But the first time I ever played Jet Set Radio was on the Dreamcast. And it was definitely a, okay, the the box art looks cool. This is a random game. I've never heard of this before. I'll try it out and fell in love with it. You're skating around on skates and you're, you're applying, uh, you're spray painting fucking graffiti on things. And there is great, engaging, fun gameplay around that you know you're trying to keep your you're trying to keep your balance and you're trying to tag what you're supposed to tag how you're supposed to tag it yada 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 it has its it, it's very stylish it's, it's it has its own unique look to it its own unique feel and definitely worth it and again for a fucking like buck something yes get this uh definitely belongs in history the other game which i almost shit myself when i saw this game is Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. This is the <laughs> HD version as well. This game, I originally, uh, originally and only came out for the original Xbox, folks. That's how old this game is. I say old, but yeah. If there have been other ways to play it, I, I didn't know about them. I wasn't aware of them. But the only way... Until now that I've known that you could play this game was only on the Xbox. As in, of all the 360 backwards compatible titles that I waited to come become backwards compatible on the 360, this one, it never happened. Same thing when the Xbox One came around. If the Xbox One ever did backwards compatible games on a library, I never saw this game come up. I I would look for this game eh, maybe once a year, maybe once every other year. And the bottom line was I was I would only ever get to play this game again if I busted out my Xbox and bought this game again somewhere. And it is out on Steam. I do, I don't feel like looking up the price right now, but it's so. This is one of. Go ahead. It is nine ninety nine, but you can get the entire Oddworld series, the four games, for twelve ninety nine. There you go. It's a steal. That's definitely a steal. I want to emphasize this though. If you play like me and Chris do, and you start with the first game in the Oddworld series, and you go from Oddworld to Oddworld to Oddworld, when you get to Stranger's Wrath, you're in a whole new ball game. 
Stranger's Wrath takes the charm and the appeal that Oddworld is known for, the the oddities, you know, the 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 strange otherworldly creature designs and enemy designs combined with puzzle solving. That is there. But this is a first person game now. And it's it just this has always been my favorite. This may be under the radar for everybody else. Uh, audience, you may go play this and be very ho hum about it. Uh, I have not played this HD yet because I'm working on games right now, but I will go through this because it has been since the original Xbox came out, probably a somewhere a year after that I got this game, and that's the last time I played this game. A ton of fun. The the characters and the enemies and the NPCs, they all have their own unique ways of talking. They all have their own little lines they say. Just hearing them talk shit in this game is fucking hilarious to me. There is puzzle solving. There's there uh you you shoot bullets, but it's not necessarily bullets. They're little creatures that he attaches to his crossbow. And if there's a, a little monster that has like porcupine needles, that's what gets gets shot out. If there's a little enemy that has poison, it'll shoot poison out. It's stuff like that. It's just it's it's it has its own unique style to it. And just the the humor alone always had me coming back to this game. Uh when you get killed by an enemy and you hear him go, Woohoo, take it. That's that that's old school fun for me. And I'm glad to see that this game finally, finally is out on something else besides just the original Xbox. I look for this game all the time, man. I couldn't find it. I bet you there's 20 ways to play it. I just, I just, am too dumb to figure out how. But it, I always saw this game get passed over in the eight in the in the backwards compatible library over and over and over again. So very happy that came out. Uh. Yeah, the rest of them, I mean, again, there are a bunch of little Metroidvania titles I, I started working on and just checked them out. I mean, I even threw in fucking PC building simulator just just <laughs> because. So that's in there for me to play it sometime. I've been playing a little bit of Puyo Puyo Tetris because I do love the Puyo Puyo games. And yeah, that's actually pretty much it because... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Devil May Cry episode. Ah, good, <laughs> good stuff. And so, note that he did not say the Devil May Cry 5 episode. Exactly. And that's for a reason. So, uh, the big game that I've been playing since uh, the release has been Devil May Cry 5. But that's just me, though. Chris, mm -hmm. I'll let you take the floor for a good while because you have been running through what seems to be other Devil May Cry games. And, I'm man, I'm, I'm eager to talk about all of them. Yeah, so on Discord, you know, about a week ago before a 5 drop, I asked Michael, I said, which game should I play? And he didn't respond until the next day, which was too late. Um, so I started with number one. Um, which, in retrospect, not a great idea, but it's a thing. Um, so yes, I'm playing through the entire Devil May Cry series. Um, uh, the PlayStation Store had the... Uh, there's a bundle of the Devil May Cry HD remaster, which was 1, 2, and 3. 
and then four special edition was included in that bundle. So I went in and grabbed mm-hmm. that, um, mm-hmm. as well as buying five, which I haven't touched yet. But so starting at the beginning, Devil May Cry. Boy, are these old graphics. <laughs> yeah. And this is the HD remaster. And yep. it looks like ass. Um, oh my god no this is, is a playstation 2 game not a playstation 1 are you sure or uh, is the yes. remaster 2 is that what you're saying no i'm saying the right because i thought this was an old playstation game are you telling me this is devil actually playstation cry. 2 devil may cry 1 2 and 3 are playstation 2 titles oh god well it looks like a playstation title playstation 1 title oh my god um, I feel you. Even with the HD remake. <laughs> um, I don't know how old the remasters are either. I didn't look that up. I meant to. Um, but yeah, so these games in general do not age well. Um, mm-hmm. Immediately, I'm very confused about what's going on. Um, and that's kind of... I'm trying to think. The, the first game is an abrupt introduction to Dante, and you just kind of jump right into it, which is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm cool with that. And the story progresses, and it's an okay story, but um, mechanically, it was okay, Uh, except for the fixed camera, which changes at the worst times, Yeah, and the jumping. That's fine. Um, also, the uh, Devil May Cry HD collection first came out in 2012. Okay. That's... What was it on? Was that on uh, PS3, I guess? Uh, let's... Uh, I'll find out. Uh, I thought you would probably have it on the same thing. <laughs> uh, I, looked at, I looked at the timeline first and uh, saw that. Just pull the date up. I'll I, you keep, keep going. I'll fill in details. All right. Uh, but yeah, so it took me six and a half hours to beat the first game. Um, that was over two sessions that I was playing on normal. Um, I don't think there's anything special for that game as far as setting. So it's just normal. Devil may cry, uh, six and a half hours. Um, there were, I want to say this is the hardest Devil May Cry out of them so far. Um, that may have been partly because I wasn't used to the controls yet. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad difficult. It was just the most difficult out of them. Um, overall, interesting. Um, if I played it back in the day when it came out, probably would have been a lot better, <laughs> yeah. you know, in comparison. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it has not aged well. And the story's okay, but not... Not mind blowing, and yeah, I, I want to ask you a question, this Mike, because I haven't looked it up, and I'm I didn't plan to until I finished it. But mm-hmm. do these, aside from certain pieces, these aren't these are individual games, right? They don't actually all tie into a timeline. No, uh, that uh, there is a narrative storyline for all of them yes the order might go something like four 
Oh, no, it's three, one, two, four, I believe is how it goes. If you look chronologically. I think that's... But okay. no. Yeah. yeah, they are not all like their own individual game and they're solely separate and they're not tied to each other. They they are tied. Just the chronology is a little bit backwards. A little bit low, a little bit off. Yeah. And that that's kind of confusing when especially when you get to 3. 1 and 2 it's like okay, whatever. I can see this is just it it would make sense if it was a continuation. It would make sense if they were completely separate and had no interaction mm-hmm. because they didn't seem to really have much interaction between them but in three you get all this other information um oh yeah but yeah going from uh one to two now four two well sorry go ahead no so what uh, we didn't say this but i was thinking about it as you literally as you were talking about dmc one let's you talk about what you played and i'll talk about it that way we both we will do we do it in a time little retrospective here sure so uh, my Devil May Cry 1 experience, I played this, if not at launch, right around the launch, and yes, it was on a PlayStation 2. I will honestly tell you and the audience as well, I don't remember a lot of details about the story uh, of DMC 1, and I fucking well don't remember fuck all about, about 2, but in 1, I do remember the gameplay. The fixed angles worked for me back then. I feel that more. I feel that other games have done better with that, like the Devil May. I mean, uh, the uh, Resident Evil remake example. This, you know, that's. It, it's never been a too much of an issue for me. I, I, or I can't remember because it was so long ago. Times where the fixed camera angles like fucked me over. The, the controls were not exactly perfect when it came to platforming, but the combat was there. Uh, the The draw of this game initially for me was just this, the very simple premise of Dante using his fucking huge-ass sword to fling an enemy up in the air, and while they're up there, just fucking letting loose with ebony and ivory, your two pistols, just keeping them juggled up in the air with bullet after bullet after bullet. What you find out as you progress through the Devil May Cry series is keeping that that combo going. Less and less about just just shooting hundreds of bullets into an enemy and more like making melee combos work. I also can't remember exactly how much how critical combos were in Devil May Cry 1, but they definitely become more they definitely were critical in the later games. Some takeaways that I do remember about Devil May Cry 1, I do remember Nero Angelo. I remember that being kind of odd when uh, when you find out who he was supposed to be later. Uh, I do remember the first boss, the lava spider monster. Uh, <laughs> I do remember the, the voice acting being whatever. You know, I remember the light, light. Yeah, I remember that. But I do remember the lava tarantula and that boss being cool i think i remember the black crow boss as well but i always have been a big fan of the marionette enemies that was my one of my okay i'll dig this shit moments in that game the puppets that were held up by strings that you don't really know who's controlling them i've always been a big fan of that enemy style and i will always remember that from devil may cry one uh same thing chris i don't well i I don't really remember a lot of the story like i said at the beginning 
uh i remember there was a a knight or a, a demon something named sparta and he used yada 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 <laughs> I I feel so bad, but as we'll get to a later Devil May Cry, there comes a point where the storytelling gets better, and I I don't honestly play Devil May Cry for the story. I really don't. <laughs> I take it as you guys are doing a solid effort of putting that out there, but to me, playing this game is almost like playing a fighting game. I'm in it for the fucking action. The story gets better, thankfully. The storytelling gets better, thankfully, but especially in the in the realm of Devil May Cry 1, I did not fully understand everything that was going on, but when it came to the gameplay, I had fun. So, there's my Devil May Cry 1 spiel. Yeah, and um, if I'm remembering what you're talking about in 1, yeah, that was a little bit of a twist, then um, I'm curious to, once I've, you know, played them all to kind of go back and connect the dots, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to kind of see how it all works out. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Devil May Cry 2, um, I will say that because I knew I didn't have a lot of time and to kind of change the pace because um, a lot of the games have multiple characters characters you can play as. Um with Devil May Cry 2, I played as uh, the woman. Uh, I just okay. went blank on her name, and I didn't write it down because I forgot to go look it I, up. You got me. But, so, I I would suspect that beating the game would probably take about six hours like the first one did. Because um, that's a pretty consistent time based on the number of missions and how things worked out. Um, but her playthrough only took three hours because it skipped a lot of, you know, Dante stuff. Uh, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was interesting to play someone other than Dante and get that, you know, second character perspective on everything that happened, even though I didn't see what happened with Dante. Um, I might go back and play that after I play five. (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to get to five at this point. Um, but so Devil May Cry 2. Still didn't age well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looked pretty much identical to one, I believe. There might have been minor tweaks, but it was very, very similar. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't, like, nothing jumped out at me at two. It just felt like more of one. Yeah. Uh, I had Devil May Cry 2. Again, somewhere around close to the time of it being released. And I will tell you now, I'm going I'm to give you the world's perspective, okay? That game blows. That game <laughs> is the worst game in the Devil May Cry franchise, bar none. And that's the world view on it. Mm-hmm. You can go find, you can go look up Devil May Cry 2 review right now, and you're going to pull up no less than 15 to 20 different individual breakdown, point by point, actual analytical reasons why that game is bad compared to the other ones. I cannot jump on that big of a hype train. I feel like I'm a passerby that waves to that train and says, yeah, I, I, I feel you, because I had that game. And I want to say I made it through about three or four levels of that game. I never beat it, and I stopped playing it because I got bored. And 
aside now it could have been it could be many things it could have been that as i am as a person that there were some changes from devil may cry 2 compared to devil may cry 1 those changes may have pissed me off i don't know uh, but I just remember this is one of those titles that I played through and couldn't get into and got bored and just stopped playing it. it it's, I don't remember because you got to understand folks, this is, this is PlayStation two era. So I don't remember how prevalent the internet age was back then. I don't know how privy to it. I was, I don't remember how I understood what the next game was going to be and how I was swayed to play the next game. But I thought after getting bored with Devil May Cry 2 that, uh, well, this franchise is done for me. I am so glad that that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) So I wish I could tell you more, but yeah, unfortunately, I just don't, I don't have... If I don't have many memories about Devil May Cry One, I damn sure don't have any about Devil May Cry Two. So yeah. that's about it. The character it's Lucia, Lucia, however you pronounce it. Uh huh. L U C I A. That's her name. Yeah. Just to yeah. Throw that out there. Yeah. Um. All right. So Devil May Cry Three. Um, oh yes. So. To start off with, this game also didn't age well, um, but I believe it was better. Um, I also played on turbo mode, which I Googled before I turned it on, and it was um, basically the game plays 20% faster. Uh-huh. Um, and the downside of that is the enemies parry you a lot more often. So uh May Cry 3 took me 10 hours to beat, um, so longer than the others, even though it had probably about the same amount of missions overall i think but it was it took me a lot longer to get through um the uh this was the first game that had a lot more comedy to it um the others had a little bit but this one i mean it throws comedy in your face at the very start um you know his wise cracks and uh all the dialogue throughout the game is just riddled with you know comedy and some of it's good, some of it's not, but it was a inter- it was a good experience overall. Uh, it wasn't. I guess when I say that sometimes it wasn't as good as kind of when it was shoehorned in, if you will, and it didn't really belong. Um, I don't know. It, it's odd, but overall, yeah. I mean, the story was better. Uh, the characters were much more interesting. Um, I noted that the last two missions were great sequences. Um, the end of that game, I just, I was like, okay, what's next? What's next? Come on. <laughs> Give me this ending. Um, I'm trying to think. There, So, real quick to kind of bounce back to the others. Um, one of the things that kind of I kind of didn't like about the games and it's continued. It just seems to be getting worse is that the guns play less of a role. Yeah. Um, in the first game, I finished off a couple bosses with the gun just so I could stay out of range. And that was kind of my, you know, Oh shit. 
It's got a little bit of health. Let's see how long I can stay alive and just spam the square button to yeah. shoot as much as possible. Because um, when I figured out that you fire as fast as you can tap the button, yep. I was button spamming. Mm-hmm. Um, and one and two, were one was pretty good about that. Two, less so. Three, essentially worthless. And then four, also essentially worthless. So I wish they had a lot more value to the guns because that's one of his iconic key features are his guns you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they just it's like okay uh why am i carrying these they're worthless outside of cutscenes, apparently yeah well one of the things they're good for is certain enemies they'll get into either invincibility states or into a magic casting state Sure. Or if they're invulnerable to the weapon or uh, to the to the sword, they will take damage to the gun. So, uh, yeah, they, they have their uses. Whereas it seems like the sword does always have use. I I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the damage comparison. You know, sure, I understand that you want the sword to be more powerful, so you. Uh, kind of encourage the up close combat and you're just not kiting everything around with guns i get that but they still you know one was at that point where i think it was pretty balanced yeah um, it wasn't a go-to but like i said if i had an oh shit moment i could run on range and shoot it in two i could still do that a little bit three just basically eliminated that and then four yeah. you do like no damage with the gun period yeah i know <laughs> what you mean especially for his image you know, yeah. you can say what you can say what you want about new characters coming in and, and yada yada yada. But when you think of Dante, it is very simple: long silver hair, long red trench coat, big ass sword, guns, mm-hmm. boots. Fucking there you go. Those guns should not just be displayed. I totally get you. That is something that yeah. needs to be addressed, definitely. And I'm sorry, but. I, when I got the guitar, I was like, oh, hey, this is what Michael's talking about. And it looked cool, and it was an interesting little cutscene. But using it, I used it for a little bit, and I was like, this is absolutely terrible as a weapon. Mm-hmm. So I never used it again in the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, okay. yeah. That's it for me on three. Get the fuck out of the way. It's <laughs> my turn now. Yes. Oh, yes. Devil May Cry 3. This game right here is the epitome of Devil May Cry for me. I realize that technically, on a technical level, Devil May Cry 4 is superior. I realize that on on the different scale that DMC is also superior. And time will tell, as I'm playing through it now, what Devil May Cry 5 is compared to. But when I think, when if you were to sit me down and say, hey man, pick a Devil May Cry game, I'm immediately going to go to 3. <sighs> Alright, so, for starters, I fucking love Dante as a character in this game. I love that they go, they, they jump the fucking shark right at the start of the game with Dante. I mean, they kind of did in Devil May Cry 1 as well. I mean, Trish did walk in and throw a fucking sword through his ass. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't pull the sword out from himself. He pushes himself through the opposite end of the sword, handling everything. That's a way for you to understand, hey, I'm otherworldly. 
I'm yeah. kind of like a mini god down here. Nothing you do is tangible to me. As somebody mentioned, uh, I want to say it was Razor Fist, but I could be wrong. Okay, I get that if Dante's standing in front of me, I stab him with a sword and pull the sword back, that he, that wound just automatically heals up. But what about his clothes? D- does his clothes, like, heal like so themselves (laughs) whatever we're not gonna get that okay that right there that is a mentality for you chris and adam when you hear this and guys and gals throw that fucking mentality out the water that's not what you're here for like like when you would play something like uh uh metal gear rising revengeance don't this is not a game where you're supposed to be taking shit serious the only thing you need to be taken serious is the actual combat not the story the story takes itself as serious as it needs to be but it knows exactly what it is so yeah i love dante in this game this is the epitome prime dante to me he gets shit handled he fucking cracks wise all the time he gives no shits gives no fucks and I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, interesting points on this. So, yeah, sp- right the fuck now. Spoiler warning from my end on Devil May Cry 3. Uh, if you want any of this stuff uh, felt for yourself without spoilers, go get this game right now. Yeah, they got it. I mean, damn, they got it on uh, Steam if you want to try that way. I will caution you if you get it on Steam because I just went through this. Unfortunately, there is uh, a sh- there's some work you have to do to get the controller to work on that game. Uh, it-, it is possible, though. I had to dig pretty far, but I was tenacious because I wanted to play that game again. So just just bear in mind that it's almost like it's defaulted to a to a keyboard and there's kind of provisions to use a controller, but it, you can do it. Uh, I think there's like I think it's a patch or something. I, I forget what I did, but in any event, in any event, uh, go play it. So there you go. You had your warning. So the beginning of this game starts off, just kicks the fucking door in right off the bat. The whole fight with Dante uh fucking sh- shooting a cue ball at a at a, the fucking uh, <laughs> well no before that s- splitting the fucking uh uh pool table in half and the balls fly up in the air and he points his gun and shoots the cue ball which knocks in the other ball and, and kills a bunch of guys fucking uh puts the fucking money in the jukebox let's rock and he pushes the button and nothing happens he pushes the button, nothing, click, 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 nothing happens. And he fucking smashes the jukebox and that fucking rock music starts playing. Him surfing on an enemy all around the screen and fucking shooting 360 and going, woohoo! But I, that's, that's the shit that I love. I love that type of Dante. There's another part in this game where he does shit just like that, where he does some fucking like off the wall zany Hideo Kojima bullshit where he somebody shoots a missile at him uh I think lady shoots a rocket at him he jumps on the rocket flies the rocket around Mm -hmm. the stage the rocket flies off the roof he lands and takes a couple extra steps and goes whoa yeah that I fucking (laughs) love that that was my moment right there that was my I'm in 
all the way moment. The first time that I saw the Jester character, I was kind of put off. I was like, ah, I can't have Dante being so crazy and then have this this goofy-ass slapdash character come in. But he actually works really well because he's like, oh, you're a devil? Well, you're a demon? Well, you actually can't fuck with me. I'm just going to, you know, dance all around you and you're going to try to, you know, come at me, but you really can't. I actually, that character grew on me super quick. Uh, Lady was a new character that was introduced, much like the girl in Devil May Cry 2. But Lady has a little bit more personality and a little bit more stake in what she's doing in this story. Uh, Just the story in general, while, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the story of Devil May Cry 3. No, no problem at all saying that the 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 back and forth between Dante and Virgil alone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fucking love it. Uh, One of my favorite scenes in this game with Lady and I, I'm so if paraphrasing is you taking a phrase and summing it down to smaller words para para scening? I'm going to para scene this this scene. I may have it wrong because it has been a while. I haven't gotten to it in my recent playthrough. But Dante is climbing this tower to get to the top for reasons. Somewhere midway through, he's standing outside and Lady gets thrown out of a fucking window and she's falling. And Dante is like, huh? And he reaches down below him and he catches her. And he's like, oh, man, I good thing I caught you. And she's not really trusting Dante at this point she doesn't know who or what he is so she shoots him right in the fucking forehead he's like oh fuck and she holds on to the cliff ledge and he's like rubbing his head you know just oh man and he looks back over the ledge he goes really that's how you thank somebody like i save you and you shoot and she shoots him again in Mm -hmm. the in the fucking forehead i laughed so he's like well fuck it just walks off I love that scene. It's just more flavor to to me loving this game. Uh, Chris, you are entitled to your own opinion, but the <laughs> Nevin is the most badass fucking cool-ass weapon in any video game I've ever played. Yes, it is not the most powerful. Yes, it is not the most practical. However, come on. You, you actually fucking shred on the guitar and rev it up to charge up energies it throws out fucking electric bats he he does a fucking solo thing where he jams out with his with the fucking horns in the air and then lands on his knees and sends a wave of energy out just that that whole premise not how much damage it does not how much combo meter you can build up which if you watch videos you really can just the kick-ass premise of that weapon alone is is so great for me i i love it love it to death and yes as well the ending of that game with the with the culmination of dante and virgil again oh man uh so much stuff about this game as old as it is uh i i love it uh this has always been my pick I have played through some other ones, uh, but I've never gotten into a game and continued to get into a game as fast or as much uh, a Devil May Cry game as much as this one. Also, the other mm-hmm. mul- the other variations of weapons, 
you know, the two swords you get, the fucking tri-legged uh, nunchuck you get, yeah. the fact that you can swap between these and just do all these insane combos. Oh, oh man. Yeah, this game, this game, this game is so fucking good. I love this game. Uh, um, this game came pretty close to making it on my top 15 wall. Unfortunately, it was only in the top 25. Just, just for sheer premise alone. And a final note, and I don't remember if it was Devil May Cry 3 that he decided to do this on. It can't be. It had to have been Devil May Cry 1. But the writer slash producer of this game said when he set out to make Dante, he wanted to make a main video game protagonist that did not swear, did not drink, did not smoke. And yet was arguably one of the most badass characters in video game history. And you know what? I say he came pretty damn close with Dante. Yeah. You know, he found ways throughout these games to make that character just, yeah, ridiculous. I'll give you that. Yes, over Mm -hmm. the top. Again, he had a sword impaled through him. And instead of just pulling the sword out, he pushed himself through the other side. I get it. Over the top. He really plays into the fact that he is a demon. Mm Mm-hmm. But man, Dante is such a badass character, and Devil May Cry 3 is my epitome of Dante as a badass character. So, man, I've honestly been waiting to talk about Devil May Cry 3 for a long time. (laughs) Honestly, I really have. I've been waiting for the time where we could talk about DMC for a reason, Mm -hmm. and this this was the reason. So, yeah, was was Turbo Mode a thing in the original, or is this just in the remake? I don't remember. I'm going to say it's in the remake. Uh, the only mm-hmm. thing that I ever remember doing in Devil May Cry 3 that was ever noteworthy was that I originally played through it on the on the on the base difficulty, uh, the 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 standard difficulty. Mm-hmm. I then I beat it. I beat it on the next difficulty, and then my triumphant moment was beating it on the next difficulty. There is a mode beyond that. I think there are one or two more difficulty modes beyond that. One of which was a Dante must die. Yep. I don't remember if that was the next difficulty or just flat out the last one, but I did try the game on that, and I felt I was actually getting so good that I I, I wanted to try it out. I made it <laughs> maybe halfway through the second level before I said, nope, this is now becoming work. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. Somebody, Chris, and I can't remember who, I want to say it was Wooly that made this statement that has always summarized Devil May Cry for, for me, period. All of them, especially the ones that really have the combo meter incorporated, is that Devil May Cry, as far as combat is concerned, is like it, it's like a it's like fighting game mechanics in this action game the people that really get into fighting games and want to get all the combos down and all the move sets down and figure out exactly when to go from this move to the next move to the next move that's the kind of person that's going to just fall in love with the combat of this game because that's what it's about Especially in like Devil May Cry 4 where you could switch through anything at any time and chain anything together. Uh, If you are really good at fighting games, (laughs) you're going to love the combat. This is like action for it's action combat for people that like fighting games because that's that's 
what it revolves around, really. Uh, and I'm not talking about no pressing down, down, forward, forward, and punch. Not, not, not the physical controls, but the the mentality of if I can master all these moves and all these combos, and then start learning when to string them in, and how to counter, and how to evade, and cross counter, and all this shit, you're fucking unstoppable. You know what, folks? Don't take our word for it. Go look up a Devil May Cry three or four or dmc like combo video like a combo exhibition video look at the sick shit that you can do it and especially in three holy crap it's phenomenal so yeah so yeah. To, to jump back to the turbo mode thing um i think that i don't want to say playing turbo mode was a mistake because having the game faster you know helped me get through it faster uh-huh. so i could get to five sooner but I do think that both 3 and 4, which I'm playing on turbo mode, I think in 3 turbo mode actually made certain aspects of combat a lot less fun. Um, like I saw my getting parried a lot more, especially later in the game. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, every, pretty much every attack I was doing was getting parried, and it was absolutely miserable. Um but at the same time, the combos and stuff, it changed how those work because enemies reacted a lot faster, um, less time, probably less time to do inputs and all this. And um, like the guitar, I didn't see how the things you described. And that's probably because I couldn't get to that point, you know, in using them. Um, there's also the fact that I didn't know certain parts of the controls until like I beat the game. <laughs> so I was like, oh. There was like this whole alternate type of combo thing I could have been doing. And that was just with the sword. What I miss with the other weapons. Because um, I typically defaulted to the sword. Um, I didn't. It kind of suffered when there's that many. And this is primarily because I'm playing through one time. Not speed running it, but I'm not taking my time either. I didn't do a whole lot of exploration. Um, mm-hmm. I just you know, mission to mission to mission. That was my objective. Um, Mm. I only basically had the souls to power up one weapon um, to the point where it felt comparable to the others, right? So I powered Mm -hmm. up the sword and I was like, well, I could power up some other stuff, so I'll power up a gun and that'll be my other thing. And then I don't really have the souls to power up another weapon because I'm putting all the rest of my souls into the, you know, item upgrades, health, devil meter, etc. Um, so there are certain aspects of the games I do feel like I didn't experience fully um, mm-hmm. or didn't explore fully that. And some of that I think is attributed to the turbo mode. Yeah. That's something that we, we should have touched on at some point was that that's another aspect to most pretty much all these games is that your currency are different types of orbs. You have green orbs to get you more health. Mm-hmm. You have uh, gold orbs that basically revive you once you once you died, so you don't lose everything. Uh, but your main source of currency is red orbs. You use these red orbs to upgrade your weapons. Upgrading your weapons will let you get new abilities. 
Mm -hmm. uh, upgrading your gun will allow for different gun abilities. You can upgrade Dante himself to add like double jump and uh, a, a forward stabbing motion that puts you like halfway across the screen. So yeah, you want to, it's, you, you'll find a good balance of upgrading you and upgrading your weapons and also buying like revive items and health items and stuff like that. So it's yeah. definitely, definitely a big thing. You're, you're going to want to increase his mobility and, and, and combo ability as soon as you can because it just opens up Dante even more as a character's uh, combat ability goes. Yeah, and as part of the you know items for like health, you have permanent items and then you have consumables. So you have to balance out. Well, I could upgrade this, or I could buy some health. But you know, which is better for me, <laughs> short term yeah. and long term? You know, short term. Okay. If I spend it on, you know, consumable, sure, I might be able to get past this boss on the first couple tries. Or I save them and buy the permanent health upgrade afterwards, and then I'm better throughout the rest of the game. So yep. you also have this balancing act to, you know, decision-making process. You can also find these things throughout the level. You know, you find items that will permanently increase your health. You have to find mm -hmm. pieces of orbs that will, when you collect four or six or whatever, will increase this and increase that. So, yeah, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of lots of things in this game. Yeah, but one doesn't replace the other either. So right. there are health increasing items you find and items you buy. They're not the same. I mean, they right. are the same in that they're blue orbs that increase your health, but. There's, you know, X amount, half of them are in upgrades you buy, half of them are found. Right. So, Devil May Cry 3, yeah, good game. Yeah. Um, so, Devil May Cry 4, I'm only three and a half hours into it. I have not beat it yet. Mm -hmm. I have completed eight missions, so I'm a little under halfway through the game, um, mm -hmm. as far as I know, uh, with the character I'm playing as. I'm saying uh -huh. in a very specific way. Yes, um, yes, yes. Because uh, you start as a new character in 4, Nero. Uh -huh. It's like, oh, uh -huh. okay. Um, uh -huh. So that was a... That was an interesting introduction to that character. Um, yeah. Very curious to see how Dante ties into this. Um because yep. he is a, he is around mm -hmm. uh, at the very beginning. I mean, that's not a real spoiler. He is at the beginning, but I do know things changed later, and I'm curious to see how um, yeah. this story. Uh, three was a good story, especially when it got to the end. But this one is kind of, I would say, hooked me earlier, mm -hmm. um, got me more curious earlier. Um, the game itself looks so much better. And the others. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely an <laughs> Xbox 360 title for sure. Yeah, um, so that was nice. The camera isn't as bad, and that's something I didn't mention as the uh, the games went up. The camera got a little bit better. There's still yeah. fixed angles, but you got or, you got a yeah, little more bit forgiving. more control. Um, there are actually areas where you can move the thumbstick to look around and turn the angle. Um, some areas won't let you, which also sucks, but. There are still fixed ones all the way up to four so far. Um, I'm hoping five is finally the point where they get rid of the fix and let you always adjust your camera, but probably not. Um, you can tell me that in a minute when we mm -hmm. get to there. Um, so, yeah, so not a whole lot to say about four yet. Like I said, only three and a half yeah. hours in. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm also playing this one on turbo mode. 
um, just to tr- hopefully get through a little bit faster. Um, yeah. Again, one of my biggest complaints is the gun is worthless. <laughs> yeah, I, <agree. laughs> I shoot a boss and it literally does not damage it. Yeah. Period. And this, I, will, I full disclosure, I will tell you in the audience as well, this may be something that I just haven't researched enough. Remember, there's lots of aspects when somebody says that this is like a fighting game a fighting game dream for a for a action style game. I haven't researched this game enough to know that maybe maybe you're supposed to do like triangle triangle shoot shoot triangle shoot triangle shoot like there, there may be combo ways to incorporate the gun that makes it way more efficient. I don't know. I've never gone that far. Mainly my comboing comes from the melee weapons. So yeah. yeah, don't know. But I, I agree that the guns start taking a backseat. And if it isn't obvious, I'm playing all these games blind. I have looked oh. nothing up. I know nothing about them. I'm playing completely blind. So. Good. So Devil May Cry 4 as well will be very short for me because I have played. I have started Devil May Cry 4 a couple times. I don't know. Well, okay, no, that's a lie. I do know why I never got into them as much as Devil May Cry Three because I fell so fucking in love with Devil with Dante from Devil May Cry Three and fell so in love with Devil May Cry Three in general that when that when I had the fucking brakes put on me and thrown in reverse with a new character, <laughs> automatically I was off put. No, no, fucking Metal Gear Solid Two bullshit right here. Don't fucking do this to me. <laughs> you played as Dante. You have the option to play as Dante or another person. You played as Dante. Now, no, fuck you. Whole new character. I, I was not down for that. And I took most of Nero's abilities as I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, but he's got snatch ability. I, I don't care. He's not Dante. And I'm, 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 yeah. yes, I am that guy. I'm that person. It's different. I don't like it. I've tried that game two or three times in the past and just couldn't get into it. Uh, I have cheated twice. I have watched uh, Super Best Friends play through Devil May Cry 4 at least twice, and one of which was recently. So I know all the story. I know how that game unfolds, and I get, I've get i seen almost everything, with the exception of playing through the game with every other character. Uh but as far as me personally playing it, I actually tried again uh, last week or so to maybe try to scramble through Devil May Cry 4 on even like an easy mode just to try to blow through it and catch up. But when I started trying to play Devil May Cry 3, it took me a while to get the controller shit figured out. And then once I did, man, I was I'm already I'm like mission four into Devil May Cry 3. I was like, I'm sorry for I really am <laughs> what I did play of four in my you know, now 37 years old state, I will say the combat is way better. I enjoyed it more this like third or fourth time trying it. I don't know what was starting to click for me. I think maybe the snatch ability did start to work for me, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I look forward to the time in that game where I can play as Dante because it seems that in that game, uh, Dante's way different. Uh, it's almost like they just took all the limiters off of them, which is fucking crazy to hear. Hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, I would have continued working through that game, but I just uh, once I went back to three, I started playing through three, and then the next day five came out. So 
four will be sometime in my future, but I I don't have a lot of personal hands-on knowledge to talk about it. But yes, I've watched the entire game play through twice, and I know all the stuff about it. All right. So, give me, spoiler free, tell me about five. All right. I have heard that Devil May Cry 5 is supposed to answer all kind of questions. Uh, I'm about, I think I'm eight or nine-ish, anywhere from eight to ten missions into this game. And I've had a lot of new questions come up. And I'm starting to have some of those questions answered, and a lot of my old, and some of my older questions answered. So the story aspect out of the way, I will tell you that even now, I as well am curious because there's stuff that they set up back in three that hasn't been fully answered yet. There are things that were set up back in four that got answered. And even stuff I didn't even know there was a question to just got, oh, yeah, by the way, this right here, this is actually how this was working the whole time. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, so, cutscenes, the visuals, uh, the loves is there is great detail. The hates is there's and well, not hates, but dislike is that there have been a couple times where I will be in a loading screen for about 30 to 40 seconds. The cutscene will play. The cutscene lasted about seven and then I'm back to a 40 second loading screen. That's happened on a couple occasions. Now, I'll give this game the benefit of the doubt. They put balls to the wall when it comes to the game's graphics, especially in cutscenes. So, all right, it takes it takes some time to load all that. I'll, I understand, and that's a very very tiny nitpick. Uh, let's see. So there's this, the story is the story is working well. The cutscenes and the visuals are doing very well. Very man, some of the facial detail and all that is is phenomenal. Uh, pretty much most of, if not all of the original voice cast is back, which is fine. The hesitation on this is that Dante is visibly older in this one, which again, I don't know how that's working because he's a demon, (laughs) but it is the original voice actor from the Devil May Cry 3 version, but he talks, yeah, he has a lower voice because he's, he's older He's, I haven't seen him, he's still, Dante in this game is still, in the, in the movie scenes, is definitely cutting jokes and being that smartass like he always is, but the riding on top of enemies while he's spinning on them and doing 360 gunshots and riding missiles and jumping off and going, woo, like that's not, he's, I haven't seen that yet, but the, yeah, you're some big badass, huh? Yeah, fuck you. Let's go. That 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 Dante is here. <laughs> uh, uh, weapons. So, uh, so you play as Nero for pretty much all this game, uh, a good significant portion of this game, and his snatch ability is back, which is good. It works out very well in combat. They are definitely all about the combat in this game i mean it's it, it's about the action the the combos you can build up your your meter means a lot 
uh, you get more points, etc. Just just like the other ones, man. You get a score based on how good you do. Uh, so how many characters do you know of are in Devil May Cry 5? Um, I've only seen the, I guess it's E3 trailer. Mm-hmm. I believe they showed four, maybe five. I think okay. I want to say two female, two male. Okay. Maybe one more male. Okay. Well, let me let me let me just let me put a slight spoiler name out there. Uh, have you heard of the character V? No. Okay. I'm not gonna talk about him then. I'm. Do you have this game yet? Yes. Okay. Okay. I will wait until you have played this game before I even talk about that character because he is a story. He is central to the plot. And if you know nothing about him, great. I heard his name about two to three months out from this game being released. And already my curiosity was like, who the fuck is this? But he comes in and he plays a role and there's that. So you'll know that there's another character getting into the mix. Um, What else can I say spoiler free about this game? Uh, It is fun. Is it blowing my mind? No. I will tell you that compared to Devil May Cry 3, no. I realize it's going to turn a lot of heads right now. I realize that because this is on the PlayStation 4. It is a new title. It is graphically, it is, it is fucking hot mess. I promise you, it's it's awesome. And yes, they that spirit of Devil May Cry is back. That doing badass shit and, you know, doing minimal work but making you feel like a badass. Yes, all that's there. But... Where I am now in this game, I am I am enjoying it. I am definitely having a good time. I am not putting it down yet, but it's not Devil May Cry three for me. It's, it's very subjective. I realize that. Just throwing that out there. Uh, a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of money was put in this game, and you can see it. You can feel it. The combat is definitely smooth. It it flows. It's man, you can switch so many things on the fly and just you can just finger fucking make shit happen. Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> uh there's a good upgrade system. Uh this is out of context. <laughs> yeah. There's a good there's a good uh upgrade system just like there all there's always been. Uh, little cutscenes in between interstitiaries that happen. They all flow. They're all they're all either badass or humorous. Uh, definitely a weighty story. Definitely a uh, a game that is taking some emphasis to the story, and that's gr- that's good. But when it comes to the combat, man, it's 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 still fucking sick, nasty, like they've always been. And I, I'm 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 good I'm good for that. Time will tell as I go to finish this game where I put it at in the scale. It's it's just so hard to beat Devil May Cry for three me for for me, man. It really is. Sure. Uh, this this game is trying though. I'll tell you, uh, compared to four, I've been into this one more. Now that could be many reasons, man. It could be because it's brand new and yada yada yada. But uh, I've had more drive. I don't need any drive to play Devil May Cry 3. I can pick that up as easy as I can pick up like Katamari. 
I mean, it's just, it's that simple. Uh, but I have more drive to want to play this one as opposed to four. Both are good. Four and five are good, but five definitely it it, it shows. You know. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's really it without spoiling anything. I do have a couple other things I want to talk about, but I'm saving them until you're fairly, fairly into the game. Sure. So, and I, I have, will go ahead. Sorry, you go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I I I look forward to what you have to what you have to say about the game. Uh, I feel like you're gonna have, like I said at the beginning, man, you're gonna have. I I don't know where I am in this game. Again, I'm about eight to ten missions somewhere in there in this game. And while I've already had some shit answered, I've had new questions pop up. I've had some of those questions answered. I've had some shit that I didn't even know I needed answers to answered. They're they're doing a good job of the story in. So yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, my plan is to beat for tomorrow. Um, I don't know if I have anything going on, um, but if not, I'll be playing probably all day long to try to get through it as uh, in you know one sitting uh, for the rest of the game, uh, which is likely easily possible. Um, the longest one so far has been ten hours, so I'm over halfway mm. through this one. So even if it's you know another seven eight hours, that's easily doable tomorrow. Oh, yeah. um, so then Sunday I can jump into five. Then next week we can talk all about it. As long as you don't, you know, flee the country or go into hiding again. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any plans of going anywhere. I think my next trip's not till May-ish. So good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. So yeah, Devil May Cry Five. While uh, all all uh, this is what I was getting at with this entire series. Okay. This game series does not need to go out of its way to create, like, God of War levels of story and intrigue. Okay, Sweet Coden 2, this is not. And I'm not looking for that here. I, I have, it's not even that I have a loose understanding of it. I got a fairly good grasp of what's going on in this Devil May Cry franchise and as, as a whole. But I'm not looking at these games and going i need these questions answered i need this to make sense that man this is what i come here for the fucking riding them the riding the missiles and the fucking woo yeah and and, and the the badass combat that's what i'm here for everything else is secondary it just so happens that in three almost all those facets got done right just so happens but yeah, that's our, uh, uh, I guess we should take a brief moment and mention DMC. Uh, that game got a lot of hate when it got announced and understandable. You talk about change going from Dante to Nero. This was Dante bastardized to a lot of people. There's even a scene in it where he has a silver wig on. He's like, not in a million years. And he takes it off and like being a little shit. Like they intentionally shit on the original Dante and uh, that always was off-putting to me but from what I hear from what I understand 
the combat and the action and all that in DMC is actually very good. I have no first-hand knowledge. I have the game. I just haven't played it. I have cheated as well with this one. I've watched the two best friends play through that a couple times. So I do know the story. I know the outlandish parts. But I hear the game is the gameplay is very fucking good. I heard if you like the DMC gameplay, you will love DMC itself. Uh, or the Devil May Cry's gameplay, you'll love DMC's gameplay. So I, I, I just don't know. I haven't played it. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's our retrospective-ish <laughs> on the Devil May Cry franchise. So. What about you, audience? Do you have any knowledge, or better yet, any experience with any of the Devil May Cry games? Definitely want to hear this perspective. You may be one of those outliers that really likes Devil May Cry 2. And like I said, that I, I it's not that I hate the game. I just don't have experience with it. But all I ever hear about it is, oh man. And I'm talking analytical, like these are subject objective reasons why this game is worse. I don't I just don't have it because I don't have any memories of it. Uh in any event, have you played the Devil May Cry games? What ones have you played? Where did you put them in relation to each other? What did you like? What did you dislike? What are you looking forward to in the future of Devil May Cry? If you play Devil May Cry 5 now, please keep it spoiler-free for a while. But where are you at? What do you enjoy? What are you enjoying in comparison to the old Devil May Cry games? What do you dislike compared to them? Uh, what do you think about Anthem? What do you think about Apex Legends? What do you think about the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie that I know you've got tickets to? I know you do. I'm looking at you, ticket holder. Don't hide them. Anything that we talked about in this episode, we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your opinions, your stories. Just you're sitting down with us as fellow gamers and telling us stuff in your life, in the game, in your gaming life, and that's fucking awesome. There's many ways that you can do this. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for End of Time Cast on Facebook. It should take you right to us. You can send us a message. You can post us something on the wall. It may be how you found this episode right here. We do have a YouTube page where we are slowly uploading videos to. You can find any one of our episodes that are up and you can comment on it. You uh, with you know at time markers. Let us know where to listen to. Uh, that's another way to get a hold of us we have an email address you can email us at endoftimecast at gmail.com that's endoftimecast at gmail.com no funny numbers in there just spell it as you heard it uh, we have a twitter page you can tweet us you can retweet us and always in general you should be able to go to google and in quotes just type in endoftimecast and it can be how you can share that to your friends it's how you can find other avenues to message us there are plenty of ways to get a hold of us and as we all have always said one of the reasons why we even started this podcast from the get-go is because we want to engage with you it's it's like having a giant forum where you're sitting down with us and we're all just just fucking talking video games sharing stories sharing experiences debating likes and dislikes just in general Having conversations with you is, is 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 great, and that's why we do this podcast. So, yep, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. And until next time, I'm Michael. And I'm Chris. Good night, everybody.